For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Perfect, perfect, perfect. My name's Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. It's the longest running Panthers podcast where every Tuesday night, me and my homies chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. And guys, tonight we got a great show for you. We have a show where we've got Paul Catalina, host of Believe and Cowboys podcast, going to help us figure out what this Cam Irvin signing is. We we signed Pat Fline as well last night. I recorded a podcast with Scott Mason trying to get some understanding of what that is. The Carolina Panthers have been working to solidify the offensive line, and we're going to be trying to figure out if they've been solidifying the line or just adding bum bodies to the bag. I don't know. A lot of people have a lot of comments. Also, Zach Kerr on the way out. Jermaine Carter, see you later. Right? The Panthers have a ton of holes. A ton of holes. Offensive line, we just put some warm bodies in there. But what about, look, I'm wearing a Shaq Thompson jersey tonight. Who's going to play with this guy? I don't know. The secondary's a mess. Cody Lashney tried to help me figure out how the Carolina Panthers could pad this secondary a little bit earlier tonight. Cody, J.C. Horn, Joe Horn's kid. Pretty big, bad mofo we talked about a little bit earlier. Welcome to the C3 Panthers podcast, my co-host, my man, Cody yeah, man. Yeah, we've been doing a bunch of film reviews here on the channel. And might I say, uh, we've been getting some pretty rave reviews. Uh, I think people are liking the content. Uh, I love to do it. I love to break down film. It's something I've been passionate about for a while. So I love that I'm able to do more of it on the channel. Yeah, we looked at our first non-quarterback player today. Uh, it didn't necessarily go as planned because of weird copyright BS, but whatever, we're going to figure it out, and we're definitely going to keep on doing it. We have a whole bunch of cool things in the work over here at the C3 Podcast. But listen, man, first and foremost, there's nowhere I'd rather be on a Tuesday night than hanging out with my boys talking to Panther football, and we're going to do it with the most lit Panther fans in all of YouTube, I'm talking Jason Lewis, Chase Ebert, Alex McKenzie, Joby the Blind Panther, Esquivel, Blake Bettis, Tin Tizzy, Lance Kubiak, the Bat Daddy, Charles from Elizabeth City. The Phil Bat Daddy's in the room. I know, man. Hey, I'm on a roll. I'm just reading names right now, bro. Tony go, Dunn. Go. Tony Dunn. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, bro. Let's roll. 
My man, smash the thumbs up button, subscribe. It's free to do so. It costs you nothing, nothing. Just just share, subscribe. I'm telling you this. If you're a content creator, I'm retweeting, I'm sharing, because we're out here grinding, just trying to get it done, having fun. We ain't even doing this for that, though. Not for growth. We've been doing this for eight years now. Just trying to have fun on Tuesday nights. It's like the homies riding in the car to the game. And CK, yep. if there's a game we're got to go to next year, what is the game we got to go uh, to? We're going year? to the Pats, bro. The Pats, dude. Like, I mean, I think we're going to have, like, it's going to be such a bittersweet moment because, like, I'm really hoping with w- what I'm seeing is uh, just a lot of hope for Cam. Like, if he can't get it done this year, I don't know. It, it, there is no argument that it's it's over, right? Uh, if he gets it done this year, I'm going to be so happy that he's able to go out there and prove all the haters wrong. But uh, that is the game, man. That's the game that we're going to have to go to, barring any issues from COVID, which hopefully by that point, everything is uh, done and over with. I'm wearing my Cam Newton jersey, bro. Mm-hmm. You got to. Me too. I'm wearing to. my Cam Newton jersey, and when my man shows up, we are totally going to be standing up and cheering from. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there's nothing like he made us. I won't say he made us, but he is a big part of just this, this show in a sense, yeah. right? As like a catalyst. We've all been trying to find that catalyst because now we got Teddy Bridgewater, who is like a neutralizer. That's what he is. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have so many opinions tonight about Cam that I cannot wait to get to, dude. I cannot mm-hmm. wait. Yep. All right. We got Greg the Bat Daddy, my man of many podcasts. Greg, welcome to the show. We've signed uh, Cam Irvin, Pat Fline. We've released Zach Kerr, Jermaine Carter Jr. Um, and there's been some other names that I did not remember. Any thoughts on the pan? What, what are your thoughts? How are you doing, man? Welcome I'm to doing the car. Right, We're riding to the Patriots game. Hey, I'm I'm riding the right shotgun with you, man. I'm I'm there, uh, and I'll wear my Cam Newton jersey as well. Can and we just do this? Can we do this just to, before I, we move? If we do this, we've got to get a ho- like we cannot do it like we've been doing. We got to be able to stay overnight, have a good time the night before. Oh, so, oh, I mean, I'm know, only an hour away. So. We're making no. <laughs> But, but, well, but you I'll, know what? I'll, I'll, I'll stay at Greg's house, then. Hey, stay at my house. You're yeah. staying at... Oh, nah, I'm <laughs> staying at Cody's house. Cody's like dude, 15 dude, minutes uh, away, dude. Uh, uh, Ten Tizzy said, wait, did we all just agree on a Pats game being the meetup? Oh, uh, yeah, think, bro. I think it's a thing now, bro. We all need to make this happen, and... uh it's and, happening. Uh, it's happening. Yeah, we it's need happening. to do this. We need yeah. to do this. You can get like a group rate for like a, a nice like hotel so that everybody can let once they come out there can can do that. And real quick before we go forward, shout out to 350 donating that 350 salutation. C3 is what up, Tree Fitty? Finished being built. Rome wasn't built in a day, man. Wasn't built in a day, but we're still working. And we have like three more seasons ago. With, with, I want to say that you were asking about those signs. Honestly, well, first of all, talking about Cam sign, the sign signs for the Patriots, he did them one year. We never did for Cam Newton. Like, so that's crazy to see that happen in one year and mm. two. I don't think we've moved forward with any signings we have. I don't think we've necessarily gotten worse, but I don't see any. I think we're stagnant. I honestly, yeah. the moves that yeah. we made, I, I know we're going to talk about it, but like, I'm, I know Cody, you're not horribly upset about all this, 
I am I am at this point in time just really confused about what strategy we are as a as a team yeah. moving forward. I've lost mm-hmm. a little bit of confidence in in Fitterer. I know it's early on to say that, but we're going to talk about this. Uh, I think we should probably once. Uh, I'm assuming that Tony, you have a uh, some show notes we should go through, and we'll go from there. Well, yeah, let's go ahead and get started with this. Don't worry, at 9.15, we've got Paul Catalina, host of Believe in the Cowboys podcast, coming up. Uh, Also, a stand-up comic I read. So I'm excited to hear about that. Lots of pressure. Lots of pressure. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Um, So the Carolina Panthers, uh, look. Well, actually, before we do that, again, smash the thumbs up, sub up that. We're trying to get our subscribers up on YouTube We've got good audio subscribers, but look, we're diversifying. Cody's been doing film reviews all week. We've done, we had some fun interviews last night, so help us out with that. But I really want to get in this. Carolina Panthers moved immediately in free agency on the first day and signed two offensive linemen. They signed, uh, first was Pat Elfline, former Jet, former Minnesota Viking, he was a third-round pick for the Vikings, who actually, interestingly and coincidentally, the Vikings traded with the New York Jets to move up to get Elfline. And then uh, two years later, they release him. The Jets pick him up on waivers, so then he's a Jet. So they kind of got him and the draft pick. He tended, he leans more. I think uh, his better play seems to be at center, right? And I think this yeah. is a good move for the Carolina Panthers is that we do need guard play. Yes, we're going to make him play guard because we don't have any. But I think this is a move to support potentially an injury to Paradis last year of his contract. So uh, the question is about the money, right? Three year deal. I think it was $13.5 million, $8 million guaranteed. I'll have to pull up the numbers in, uh, in quickly. Cam Irvin, though, was the other one. Uh, added a tackle, but also a guy who played all five positions last year. Tackle, guard, center, Yeah, that's what I'm right? interested to talk to our, our guests more about because he's probably the, the player that I know least about. I know fans have been kind of – Cowboys fans have been kind of back and forth on him. Um I, I kind of alluded dude, Panther to fans have poo-pooed all of yeah. these dudes. Nick Wilson on WFNZ. He was in Cleveland radio when he was a first-round draft pick, and he said he is straight garbage. People on Twitter, Mike Vela in our Discord chat, which you need to join is Discord chat. I put it in the show notes. Uh, Mike Vela's brother said he's worse than Ryan uh, than oh, Matt Khalil. Which I hope we we if he's worse than Matt Khalil, he can't pick up even trash. Trash blows past him in the damn parking lot, bro. So I, I, I flew around. But we had no offensive lineman, Cody. None. Yeah, and I told you earlier, this is depth. Yes, these guys are going to end up being starters somewhere along the line, but these contracts are not yeah, for week very one. Long. They're not. They're not for very long. They're not very expensive. So, I mean, these aren't even long-term fixes at the position. This still doesn't take offensive line off of our draft board. Yeah, I mean, the second and third round continuing down, we are going to invest on the offensive line. We are not done. The draft is going to continue to bolster this. And listen, I I made this point earlier. We don't even know what position everyone is going to end up playing. 
We still have Greg Little moping around on our roster. Now we have uh, Cam Irving and Pat Elfline. So we're assuming that that's going to be some kind of guard tackle tandem. Uh, you know, there, there's still a lot of unknowns about this roster right now. We have, um, I forget his name again, the guy from South Carolina, uh, the, the guard that we have on our on our football team. It's not, so, oh no, it's not Trent Scott. It's, uh, hold on. No, Dennis, Daly. Dennis Daly. Dennis Daly. Dennis Daly. I got it. Name. I got it. That's the name. So, you know, I think this is good depth. It's making it where yeah. we're not we're not necessarily starving on the offensive line position, but you know, we could still stand to bolster it. I'm not upset with the signings. I'm really not. I'm more upset with the cuts because they make no sense. Zach Kerr, we have uh you know what, we lost uh K1 short. They are trying to bring K1 short Potentially back. They said yeah. they were open to that. That was pre-Scott Fitterer, by the way, that we even heard that news. Uh, but they did release Zach Kerr and also Jermaine Carter Jr. And uh, who was it? Uh, from, um, Chuck from Elizabeth City said this. is That's news to me other than social media. But ultimately, Jermaine Carter Jr. on social media unfriended the Panthers and said, I love my boys. So just think about this, is that the Panthers were kind of shallow on the defensive interior and at linebacker last year. And a guy that played well in Zach Kerr and uh, Jermaine Carter Jr. trying to make some bones might uh, look to be on the way out. All right. Uh, It's the C3 Panthers podcast numbers 252-228. 5098. Cody, let's go ahead and bring in our guest, Paul Catalina from Believe in Cowboys uh, podcast, the Cowboys podcast. Uh, also, he hangs out with Orlando Skandrick. How cool yeah. are you, bro? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, lately, no. I mean, Orlando takes the off season off, so I might okay. get here in a couple so of weeks. So he's just making you grind right yeah, now. He's yeah, just no, he is. That's, that's true. He's making me grind. Uh, but it's fine. I mean, you know, it's fine. I was I was happy to get him the first, I don't know, four or five months of the show I had to do by myself. So, uh, and I do, you know, a talk show for Sigma 365 uh, radio every day here in Waco uh, with two other guys. So when you have to do it, uh, f- even for 30 minutes alone, it's harder. You know, well, you guys know that there's four of you. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we we well, this is a long form podcast. We're mm-hmm. not the daily dose. We probably should dip our toe in that. We can divvy it up, I guess. But we've been grinding this out on YouTube for the last eight years, every Tuesday night, and we just hanging out with Panther fans, and we want to know. And we brought you on because you are covering the uh, the Dallas Cowboys and. We signed this guy, Cam Irvin, who a lot of people have been poo-pooing. Look, I uh, told me he's trash. That's what I'll, everybody told me right away. He's trash. All right. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, me he's not. the absolute uh, best assessment of Cam Irving because I, yeah. I'm a Florida State grad, and he was on okay. the 2013 team. So, yeah. again, I if, read he asked me, if he asked me to, I'd hide a body for him. But, okay. uh, <laughs> but that being said, his NFL career, if you look at it, he is a sixth offensive lineman. It's great that he can play all the positions, but he 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 got hurt right out of the gate for the Cowboys last year, and they really needed him because Lyle Collins missed every bit of the season, and Tyron Smith was out for most of it, and 
they got better. I'll tell you, they got better when he came back because the the guys look. Cam Irving's not great, but the guys the Cowboys had playing were a lot less not great, and I'm putting that as in the most professional sense that I could. But Terrence Steele and Brandon Knight weren't really that good, and. You know, the Cowboys did eventually kick Zach Martin out to one of the tackles because that was the smartest thing to do, especially given the other guys they had in their roster. But Cam Irving, he's a backup. And it's a one-year deal. He's a utility guy. I think he's fine if you have to play him for, you know, three to four games. But if you're going in thinking 16 games, this guy's going to be a valuable part of your offensive line, then you've got more problems than just Cam Irving, you know? We got so- him on day one, bro. Yeah, well, I mean, what I mean, do you? I mean, day one, he's a day one signing. I don't think he was if he's he that was bad, we should we should be signing him in week three. Go ahead. Right, so let, go me ask you, let me ask you this, Paul. Where is Cam going to play for us? Because I've heard that he has a little bit of position versatility. He's played a little bit of tackle. He's played a little bit of guard. What position is he best suited for? And you know, how is he at that position? Is he just average? Or is, you know, are we talking about him getting whoever our quarterback is completely murdered? I, I would say that he's probably best suited to play uh, tackle, probably right tackle, you know, in, in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. probably where he's going to be the best. He's not really big. Like, if you look at the guards, you know, in the league now, I mean, look, look at, uh, you know, look at uh, Turner, your guy, Trey Turner. I mean, he's huge. He's enormous. Cam Irving, I mean, while big compared to the five of us, is not big compared to offensive linemen. He's, he's average size. And so right tackle is kind of where you'd like to see him, I think, and, and and see how that works out. But, again, I don't, I don't really think that, like, this is something you have to – like, you have to worry about Cam Irving if, like, all right, it's game two, Cam Irving's your tackle for the next – 15 weeks because I think that's what we signed him to be. I don't think so. I don't know. One year. Yes. I think it was, it's a two year deal. Well, first of all, it's Mm -hmm. a two year deal where we pay here. Let's look up the numbers. Somebody look up the numbers of what it is a minute ago. I got you. But I think it is. He's playing on the cheap this year. And if it's he's the, there, so where you're, where you're right, Paul is, is that it's a two year deal in name, yeah, right, yeah, so, and, you know, and a one year deal in purpose. But the Carolina Panthers only have a starting center and a starting right guard on the, I mean, a starting right tackle on the roster. Yeah, nobody else is there. And then we go out and we get Cam Irvin, and I feel like. We're gonna pay him what two or, or three million dollars this year, or ten million dollars next year. It's eight somehow, guaranteed. Yeah. Somehow we front loaded this contract or back loaded this contract. Eight million Good. guaranteed, two years, yeah. ten million. Ten million, yeah. Huh. Eight well, million I mean, guaranteed. Then that hmm. means that this season is worth eight million dollars. Mm-hmm. Eight million dollars for a bum player. Better be playing. So well, basically, yeah. what you're saying is we overpaid. I I think I think so. Now look, I will say this: I have the utmost faith in Matt Rule, who I who I know really well um, from covering here when he was at Baylor. I've I, I mean I am I like if you have any qualms about Matt Rule, throw them at me. I will put them all at ease. I, I absolutely. Well, will. no, no, we don't have qualms. We want to tell well, us, one of us why, you actually you tell us why we should like Matt Rule. 
Kind oh, of. Is yeah. that like, tell us why we should be gushing and in love with him. Well, look, I, I'll tell you, I only, I only got to spend three years covering him, uh, you know, and, okay. and, and, you know, I got to talk to him every week, you know, I, I got to like, he was great with us for the media here. So like, we really got to know him and got to know the staff really well. Um, I'll tell you like Phil Snow, I think is a defensive genius. The guy I is agree. an absolute I defensive agree. genius. I like him a lot. And what Matt is really good at is he is, he is an excellent leader of, of a coaching staff. And he's, he's very, he loves coaches and he loves, you know, guys who are innovators. So like the, when he goes out and gets Joe Brady, like that's a great thing to do because everybody else wants Joe Brady. He went and got him, you know, and, and kind of gave him the freedom to, to make that offense. Now, you know, when you come to personnel, um, you know, it's tough. It's tough when you're, when you're kind of rebuilding. I think the good news is you've got an owner who loves Matt rule and bowl them over financially so much to the point that like, He's not going to mess with them. Plus, he comes out of the, you know, Tepper comes out of the Steelers system where their whole philosophy is, look, we're we're going to hire a head coach and we're not going to screw with him. You know, we're going to give him what he needs. And then, when some, you know, if we ever need to tell him, like, hey, this isn't working out, then we'll work on that together. And that really, I think that's a good thing for Matt because then he can kind of roll into his role as an NFL coach and, and learn personnel. But really, you, know, you look at the Panthers at where they are, you know, they're trying to build through the draft. They're trying to get their salary cap right. You know, short-term deal for, for Cam Irving, uh, short-term deals for what they're doing. I think it's pretty smart because, you know, the long-term guys, the guys you want to give second contracts to, are the guys who are going to come in, in in the last draft and this draft, you know. And and that's, that's the ones you want to do that to. So these are just a supplement. And if you look around most of the league, outside of the Patriots and the Jaguars who always who always – act like they're straight up on cocaine in in free agency um you know that teams aren't really able to spend that much because the lower cap so there there's a lot of moving parts to this right now before it's even official it doesn't really start until tomorrow and uh so i i i wouldn't be surprised to see more on the second and third weeks of free agency this year was maybe some big names getting signed to places because they've got to they've got to take the deal they can get all right so we we have Matt Rule, the kind of leader of man that we hope, mm-hmm. right? We are really hoping. And look, is like um, sometimes I'm I'm a little wary that personality. He's so he's like got an infectious personality. Yeah, right. And that's what I'm a little like cautious about. And I'm not saying like is that look is like am I too, do I like him too much because he can win me over. Yeah, that's I mean, the that that's the real worry I have with Matt Rule. There's combinations and concerns about a guy coming from college to the pro level, mm-hmm. but his first season went very well. Yeah, and very look, very well in the COVID look, crisis. Yeah, if you look at like what he did at Temple and what he did at Baylor, the first season is is the worst one, and he's very good at which is why I kind of look at the the move with Cam Irving of okay. What can we do with what we have to make this work temporarily, like at least temporarily? Because because if you see what happened at Baylor, like look, it went from year one, one and eleven, and that was a like a situation that's outside the norm in college athletics. And then year two, they're back in a bowl game, boom, like that, and winning a bowl game. Year three, they almost won the Big Twelve, you know. So because he got to build that now. You know, he he gets his NFL job, and then they went back to not being very good last year. But a lot of that I think had to do COVID. But uh, you know, they 
he he builds and he did it at Temple. He builds. And so it'll be a gradual thing. And then all of a sudden, once he gets what he needs in place, like it'll be a, a well-oiled machine, you know? And right. well, wait, look, look at that. Look, Greg. 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 We only have one, we only have one fuddy duddy on our podcast that gives Matt Rule a ton of shit. Everyone else. Really is no, not. I like. All right. So first of all, Greg, don't give him. Don't don't poo poo on Greg like that. Greg <laughs> has. Greg has just been a realist from the beginning. That's yes. what he's been. Yeah, we have been optimists. We have he's been like, been oh, he can he can preach. He can pour this glass of water <laughs> for us. We, we're ready to drink it. Greg though has clear look. He has not been overly. He's been negative. I will. I mean, he yeah. has. Well, okay. Look, okay. But Greg, not Greg, overly. Just, just get, give me your elevator pitch on Matt Rule. Or, I, like, why not? Okay. He seems like a great guy. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to make the transition from college to the pros. There's a yes. ton of things that go on different. It's much easier to build a franchise or to build up a team faster in college. You have double the roster, more player turnover from better teams the year before. It's a little bit different. It's a different game. I like Matt Rule as a person. He seems like a really nice guy, but I'm not looking for a nice guy. I'm looking for a good head coach. I'm not saying he can't do it, but to this date, he has not done it for me yet. I'm hoping that he does in the future. And I, I don't, I, like I said, I think he can. I just, I'm waiting for it to happen. I, you know, I, Greg I will, say, prove it to me. I, I, there I, you look, go. and that's, that's how I am. And look, I, I, I you should all really be like that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as a, look, as a person who covers the Cowboys, as a Cowboys fan, uh, the Cowboys get more like automatic like credit for for any bullshit they pull than yeah. than anybody. I mean, honestly, this is like, the greatest guest ever. No, I mean, like this they is do. the They're greatest like, guest ever. He like just any, anything, me out. The, like I, I look, I love the Cowboys. I love like. I lo- like it's great. They're 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 fun, but sure. they haven't done You're anything in twenty five years. Look, Pete, like you know, um, th- I mean, think about all the things that have like the last time they won, cell phones were in, still in a bag. You know, like still people still had like the bag cell phone, was yeah. a big and clunky thing. Like that's the like that's the last time that they were truly relevant. And heck, the Panthers have even been to the Super Bowl in between that time. You know the, the Cowboys have have, have won and, and been even in the NFC Championship game. So I get twice, that. Like, homie. Yeah, twice. I know exactly. Exactly. Twice. So I'm very much a prove it to me guy. Like mm-hmm. prove like with Mike McCarthy. Look great. You won a Super Bowl um, a decade ago. Awesome. Congratulations. Do it now. Do right. it now. So I get that. I will just as a big Matt Rule fan. Mm-hmm. I can. I can. I'll try to just put your mind at ease a little bit. He ran Baylor. One of the reasons he was ready to go to the NFL was he ran Baylor a lot like Tom Coughlin ran the Giants, and you know with his own subtle differences. But he they had NFL that schedule practices. Scary. Like that's super scary. All bro. that so that barely worked in the NFL. Do but, you remember Jason uh, oh, Strahan? Who is it? Not Michael, Michael Strahan. Strahan. No. Michael Strahan. Jason and they were no, yes, Jason Seahorn. But Michael Strahan, all those boys were pissed when Tom Coughlin came in there and was trying to put the old man discipline on well, them. He, it worked he, for a little bit. He, then Plaxico shot himself he, from the leg. He won Super Bowls. Now, the difference I would say between Tom Coughlin and Matt Rule <laughs> is that what you just said. Matt Rule's a nice guy. Tom Coughlin's not. Mm-hmm. Like Tom Coughlin is a grumpy old man. Like even at his nicest, he's still a kind of like 
these damn kids and their stupid frisbee in my yard kind of a guy. Then <laughs> he throws it back to him. He's like, well, it, like, fuck I'll, y'all, I'll motherfucker. Yeah, I'll tell you this with Matt Rule. Like, if the kids threw the frisbee in his yard, he'd grab his kids and be like, hey, guess what? We're playing frisbee. Let's go. Come you on know? over. <laughs> so it's it's a little bit yeah. different. But he learned, and he's learned from a lot of coaches, and he he's applied all that stuff. Um, You know, and look, for better or for worse, uh, you know, he's a guy who played under Joe Paterno and st- like, you know, this is one of those things kind of like when you listen to Thriller where you, you know, shave off the the talent from the artist. But like, you know, Paterno was an elite coach. I mean, like he, as far as coaching football, he was great at that. He wasn't so great at doing the little things or some big things to, you know, help humanity you? but mm-hmm. uh you know when it came down oh to the my nose, goodness where so, is this going is so, this is going but, off but, but i mean he's he's had good coaches in his background he's right. had he's had people he learns from he's he's really a sponge of uh of college football or of, of football knowledge and, and brings it all in you know can he do it in the pros i don't know i'm happy he's with an owner that seems to want him to be there and is not going to mess with him until he really gives him a chance and they're not going to turn it over and turn it over and turn it over but it all comes down to the personnel you get. You know, how, can you get a quarterback? Can yeah. you get a quarterback that can win? And nope. You know who? We I mean, can't. We who, can't. And that's who, who a knows? great segue. I gotta ask you, bro. What do you think about this Dak Prescott joint? And this mug. Love it. Love it. Love Here's, it. Why. Here's why. Big giant. Big giant. Coming off a big mega injury, you insulted him and insulted him to his face. And then he breaks his ankle to the nth degree, and now you want to be like, "I love you." Let's uh, I, look, let's, I, let's I always, get married. I always, I'm I was always a big, dad. I was always a big dat guy. I mm-hmm. thought, I mean, from the beginning, once he, once he, after that first season, like, man, this guy's got something, and he's done nothing but win. Generally, most of the Cowboys' losses in his tenure are far from his fault. Uh, and the other thing about Dak is, look, is he is he paid too much for what he is? Yes, but that is the case for almost every player in the NFL that's not Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. You know, so like you take, you know, there's, you know, uh, Aaron Donald's probably underpaid based on how good he is. But, you know, most players are overpaid because the going rate is that. So if the going rate is that to get a quarterback, that's great, because if you don't re-sign Dak and you kick it on down the road, there's not a plan B. I mean, so what's your plan B? So can you put enough players around Dak to help him win? And they couldn't do it with Tony Romo. Um, and 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 he and he was really, really good at times. And they they've looked like they're trying to do it with Dak, but their defense is so bad. It didn't it wouldn't have mattered how good Dak was last year if he didn't break his ankle. They still would have been at best eight and eight because that defense was just, you know, was awful. So you know, I like the deal. I like it. Get it done. You know, it's 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 four years essentially with voidable years at the back, so it gives you some flexibility. If the salary cap expands, it's not going to be that big of a deal. Look, there's going to be a quarterback way worse than Dak Prescott two years from now that gets a quarterback that people are going to be like, "Oh my God, what are you doing?" So, in the moment, because we're prisoners of the moment, yeah, it probably looks like it's ridiculous. But given the fact that there's no plan B for the Cowboys and there's only two quarterbacks with a better winning percentage in the time he's been in the NFL than Dak Prescott, I, I say you got to do it. Like, do I wish they could, you know, maybe upgrade to the upgrade? But yeah, but I mean, who is that? I don't know who it is. So, you know, I'm happy with Dak and I think Dak will win. I, I don't know that Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones 
will ever be able to put enough around him or they'll ever be able to hire the right head coach to get them there because they haven't done it in 25 years. Can, can I ask a question about that real quick? Sure. What, what all do they need to put around him? Like, well, I mean, he's got two on, great on, receivers. He's got a great running back. He's got a really good offensive line. Uh, what else well, does he need? Okay. I can say maybe around him is probably not the right thing. Okay. On the other side of him. On the other side is on terrible. The other I'll give side you of him is probably is the best terrible. way to say it. Is okay. Because consistently over the last 20 years or so, the defense has not been really that great. I mean, they've had a couple of Hall of Fame players. Like Demarcus Ware is going to go to the Hall of Fame. Right. Okay. Right. Great. Okay. You know, Marcus Spears is an okay player. Uh, you know, uh, Sean Lee was is is going to be you know in the Hall of pretty good, probably not the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, but they haven't been consistently good on defense, and it's partially because yeah. they don't really value certain things. Like you know, they haven't valued the tackle position at all. So teams have pretty much been able to run. I mean, they just it's it's hard. They, they they're all over the place when it comes right. to defensive drafting. If you look at look the draft from four years ago, twenty seventeen, the top three picks were Taco Charlton, who's already on his third team in the first round when they could have had T.J. Watt. It was uh, Cheeto Ouzier, who just signed with the Bengals, Jordan Lewis, who might come back on a on a short term deal as a free agent, and a whole bunch of other guys that have. Brian Switzer was the fourth round pick. None of them are there anymore. None of them, you know. Uh, so. That's a draft just from four years ago, and they're supposed to team that drafts well. Well, four years ago, you're already, you know, not second contract out that whole draft. Yeah. So I have one final question for you about Cam Irving, and I had to dip out for a minute earlier. So apologies if I may have missed this. Um, How is his run blocking? Because Christian McCaffrey is obviously a a big part of what the Panthers want to do moving forward, barring we don't trade him for Deshaun or something crazy like that, right? Yeah. But Christian McCaffrey is a big part of our game plan. Um, how is Cam in the run-blocking department, or would you define him as more of a pass protector? I would say he's better at probably run-blocking. That's, in fact, the Cowboys run game actually got better when he came in and started playing tackle last year. So I would say certainly that. You know, that like they – they, their run game was actually pretty bad for a good chunk of the season. And whether that's Ezekiel at hitting the wall or the fact that, you know, they didn't have Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, uh, you know, Travis Frederick retired and uh, Lyle Collins was hurt. And they were playing essentially with one starter in an offensive line for most of the year. You know, uh, that was maybe that. But I think he's probably a better run block- blocker than a pass blocker. Excuse me. I don't uh, I don't know. I don't know if you'd be the one to like, you know, I want him pass blocking, you know, 35 dropbacks or 40 dropbacks a game. Right. Right. You know. So, well, yeah, listen, man, you've been very insightful tonight, man. I, we, we thank you so much for coming on the show. We know this was a uh, kind of impromptu. Uh, hey, anytime, you, guys. Yeah, I, man. I, I love the vibe. I love these uh, messages. I wish I could. I need to figure out how to do this for our show. Get these messages on the bottom of the screen. It's pretty cool. Oh, you yeah, can man, do it. You can do it. We're it's loving easy. It, Just send me an email. We'll tell you how it's easy. Uh, yeah. Paul Catalina, please tell us how they can find your work. Uh, uh, at Paul Catalina on Twitter. Um, you know, that, that, or I'm Paul Catalina56 on Instagram, although I'm 41 and I don't really understand that medium. So I just kind of put things up. On Twitter? Uh, you don't no, understand on Twitter, I get. Twitter? Twitter, I get. Instagram, you know. Oh, yeah. As, I don't as, fuck as, with it. I'm the same way. I am 39. I only mess with Twitter. Yeah, like Twitter's the only social media I use, and I f- force myself yeah, to so, post on Facebook occasionally. Yeah, I, I just have everything, like, 
you know, through believe I can like automatically click to my faith to Facebook for that. So I don't, you know, I don't ever have to do anything. In fact, sometimes I'll see people and they'll be like, I haven't seen you on Facebook lately. And I'm like, well, you're not gonna, I mean, you know, like, I'll, <laughs> all right. I'm you know. the same way. <laughs> you know, same yeah. way. So, uh, oh, all right. So you got to give us one comic bit. Okay. Um, Come on. You, right, you got stand-up comic in okay. your bio. Yeah, yeah. So here's something. I'm probably going to do this tomorrow night or Friday night at an outdoor comedy thing. Uh, but this is a new bit, so you guys can let me know if it's good or not. But um, and this is this is something that really happened. I the other day I had to have a guy come here to fix my internet because the a tree fell on the line and pulled it out of the thing. And um, he had his mask on. I had my mask on, and we started talking about COVID. And I said, "Well, hey, I'm getting my I was getting my first shot on Wednesday." And he's like, "Man, are you worried about the zombie apocalypse?" And I was like, "Well, I mean, that's kind of a weird thing to be worried about since it's you know not real. But if there was a zombie apocalypse, I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't be pissed about being a zombie. Think of it this way: one." You don't ever really have to think about what to eat ever again for the rest of your life. You like one thing. It's brains. That's it. One. So menu solved. Two. Friends. You got tons uh, no of No arguing about the... Yeah. No arguing about the restaurant. You're not going to argue about the restaurant. Like, you know, you don't get with your zombie friends. You're like, oh, I want tacos. No, no, pizza. Uh, da, 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 da. Like, I, had yeah, I, I had that yesterday. Yeah, I had that yesterday. Like, no. <laughs> Everybody, we're going to get brains. Brains right here. Look, there's some people over there. Yeah. They're scared and shit in their pants. Brains. Let's go do that. Uh, got it. Okay. And then, two, you got friends. Like, you're just going to walk around with a bunch of people. You don't really have enemies anymore because... All your zombie friends, you have the same goal. There's no political arguments. Like, you're not going to have your little Thanksgiving brain dinner, and somebody's going to be like, you know what? I think Trump is great. No, Biden's the best. Not in the zombie world, man. Don't even think about it. Not even worried. Just let's go eat some brains. Three, exercise. You're always walking around. You know, you're going to be lean. That's good. I don't I don't see it like if you're a werewolf, man, a werewolf, that's a lot of work. You got to look at the lunar cycles. And you got to put yourself in a cage and shit like you don't like, you know, like you, you, you could wind up having sex with a dog. Like, I don't want that. Like, vampires. Accident. I don't, I, it was an accident. Bro. Yeah. It was okay. An accident. I, I, look, uh, vampires. Look, I'm <laughs> Italian, man. I like garlic. So now I can't me have too. garlic. It scares me. Uh, you know, a crucifix will burn me and I'm afraid of it. Holy water wooden stakes. i feel like that's vampires i mean like that's a that's a lot of work though i mean like yes you get a lot of ass as a vampire clearly i mean because that's what all the shows are about but still you know like you know. <laughs> like, and here's the deal if it's is it vampires like am i dracula vampire you went from I- cody you went from uh werewolves to vampires though. yeah but like so yeah, I mean I'm just saying of all the things you could be, you know, like vampire, like am I a am I a cool like Dracula vampire or like blade vampire, or am I like a sparkly twilight vampire? I don't know how it works. So I don't want any of that. Give me a zombie any day of the week. Any day of the week. All right. And, and I'm fine. <laughs> What's not is that all three? Yeah, that's I think that I mean, I guess you could be like a like a Frankenstein's monster, which I, I mean that might be so bad. I don't know. Have but. you ever been heckled? Oh yeah, that's that's the rite of passage for any comic. I got, I got, I got heckled one time, opening up for uh, Daniel Tosh, and this oh, is wow. like in two thousand. Oh, I love two thousand and four. And I was now nah, was no it was before that it was like two thousand and one. I was just starting a comedy, and it was one of the things like I knew I had to handle it well, or like the the real comic was not going to respect me. But yeah, no, I've 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 thro- I took off one time at a, just a just a random show in Tallahassee. I took off my th- shoe and threw it at a group of, 
of hecklers in the back and knocked over a chair so they'd shut up. Yeah. I have to leave you with a story if you have a moment. To hear. Sure. Yeah. So uh, my friend, I go on this radio station once a week. I've been going for like seven years. And one of our friends, and we just know each other, like the host of the radio show, he's been bringing in, uh, in us for years. But one of the guys he's brought in, uh, recovering alcoholic A, but also a very fun. He's a funny comic. He moved away, and then he came back, and he was doing stand up. So we go to his show just to support him. There's like four or five of these comedians, and we live in the town of about ninety thousand, right? I mean, a town, a city, but it's not. It's not very big. But still, we show up to his show. Like we we get these tickets. And we go into this room, and it's like, man, it's like 20 by 10. Like, it is small. They have this little stage up there, and then they have, like, 20 seats laid out. That's it. And so we bring up. So my wife and her best friends who show up later because I was like, I got, I'm going to support my boy, you know, like, and they show up, and they have been out partying. Like partying hard, and they show up to this little tiny room, crunk. I mean, they are blasted. And there's these four comics that go. One of them's our friend, and he's pretty good. The other three are, I mean, they were all right. And the last one was the worst, and he was a revised, reformed preacher. Ref- I said reformed preacher. I'm Catholic. You can't yeah. be reformed if you're anyway. I'm telling you, these girls dropped a glass of beer in the middle of this, and it's like an eight by ten room, right? So, like anything that happens, they knocked over like they were talking loud. <laughs> this guy's tried to do his stand-up, and they are just straight talking over him and talking over him, and they're laughing and this and that at each other, not at him. And he goes, it's pretty hard to do this stand-up with y'all, like, fucking it all up. And this girl straight looked at him and went, (laughs) 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 I'm telling you, it's a hard life, bro. Like, with that, like, those motherfuckers, these girls were ruthless. They it's a put difficult, this dude. They body bagged him, man. They straight it's a difficult body discipline. bagged this dude. It's a difficult discipline. And I'll tell you, the one thing, like, all comics fear, or I don't know fear, but, like, it's a headache, is a, it's a bachelorette party. Um, I was doing a show in Tampa, and I was the MC, which meant that I did 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then brought up the other acts. And um, these girls came up to me before the show and they said, hey, it's the bachelorette party of you know, Cindy, can you say, can you make a joke about Cindy? I'm like, all right, well, I'll make it. I didn't ask yeah. anything about Cindy. I was just like, She's yeah, pretty. here, just, just, that would be my joke. Just She's please pretty. go away. And so I can't remember the exact joke I made, but it, it was about her. Um, I'll just say it was about her sexual prowess and how sad the rest of the men in the area must be that, you know, the other six nights a week that they would have sex with her are all gone now because she's getting married. She did not think this was funny at all. Her like half of her friends laugh, half of them. 
she didn't think it was funny but it was a throwaway line for the for the audience like i was just trying to move on and we had to get to it and so i said i would do it and you know like they kept talking so i thought it would shut them up so i get done with the show and i'm standing out with the other comics and where you know people come up and they shake their hands and they hey you were funny or you know da, 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 or they talk to you and some guys are selling merch and whatnot and this guy this dude this gigantic mountain of a human being comes up and gets in my like he starts poking my chest he goes i heard you said my fiance was a whore i said well to be fair her friends asked me to, and then I bugged out. <laughs> <laughs> Went just the relaying the message, this, homie. This guy, like, I thought, the like, all I'm thinking in my head is like, oh, my God, of all the girls that I could have called a whore, it's the one who's blowing the Incredible Hulk. Like, he's, got a, he's got a Viking. She's got a Viking husband. What yeah, the fuck? This, yeah, right. this guy. So, yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's a good gig, and uh, it's fun. You know, I've done it for a long time. All right, Paul Cantalino, host in the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. Thanks so much for your time tonight, man. Hey, anytime you guys need me, just hit me up. Perfect, perfect. That's what the intro says, right, Cody? Perfect, perfect. Perfect, perfect. The number is 252-228-5098. Can we we talk about something real quick? Can you shame him? I'm going to shame him, but I'm going to also say, hold on, my my camera's out of focus. It is. C3. You guys are some brutal motherfuckers. What were they? Were they talking oh shit about him? God, the entire time, <laughs> this entire chat was just. Sorry, I was hoping. Guests, I was hoping that you would start to read the chat room. I was putting no, the comments. What happened? Uh, yeah. Okay. They didn't well, like his comedy. Bro, they didn't like anything. Crowd was heckling his ass, and we was about <laughs> to. I was, dude. Listen, for the sake of the chat room. I was so close to bouncing him up out of here for a second at the very what? end. Dude, what? I'm telling what? you, bro. Tell me hey, why. Bro, why. Take, take Joey's comment hey, down. I can't talk, see Greg's talk face. To your chat, talk to your, to your chat, yeah. man. They were, nah, they were not happy with, with my man at the end. Tell me why. I was trying to, I was trying to engage in our guest. I wasn't looking at the chat. I'm sorry. <laughs> everybody, everybody's just ready to talk Panthers, man. That's all. Yeah, is. yeah. It, were, it, was getting, uh, it was getting a little heated up in there. Anyway, I asked them to talk about the Cowboys. Though. That was me. I asked them to talk about the Cowboys. No, no, yeah, it's not. It's it's not, it's not him. I think it's just nobody likes the Cowboys, and uh, everybody was ready to talk Panthers. Is all. all right. Um. Anyway, here we go. Right now, chat. We have eighty-two people watching, and only forty-two likes. Now that's what I see on my stats. You know what that means. Subscriber shame. Shame them. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Get the numbers up, man. Come on. I know. Y'all make us look like the foolish podcast, and we be up here doing real work. We've been (laughs) doing it for time and time and time. No, we just got to know when the jokes are bad. (laughs) Arma went to the Saints. Oh, man. Ah, that was messed up. Man, y'all, y'all, oh, bro. bro! It was like, like Cody highlighted the tomatoes comment, like bro, I, you in know the what? I, 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 I so wrong. That's I so forgot. wrong, bro. I forgot completely. I like the other layout, Cody. Let's switch yeah, to the you're other layout. Like you're right now or something like that. <laughs> you're getting heckled right now. I was like, oh uh, man. Let's switch to the other layout. The kind I like those. Uh, I like that. Videos. I like that too. No. All right, let's do this. All right, what All are right. we? Uh, what's next on the agenda? Do we want to talk about the cut? Cat calls. Ah, uh, okay. Cat calls. 
Let's go cat calls, guys. Is yeah, uh, no, the number is 252-228-1598. We got to talk Zach Kurt. We got to talk Jermaine Carter a little bit. We got to talk Cam Newton getting all the weapons, but I'm sure you callers will bring us into that in just a moment. 252-228-1598. Let's go. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good. Like Yo, guys, it's Nick. So, uh... I just wanted to call in because the uh, retirement ceremony was today. And I know I'm going to have another phone call later in the week because I haven't talked to you guys in a little bit. And I got a couple things on my mind. But I want to see how this week plays out with free agency and whatnot first. Um, so, I mean, Cam was never even brought up. His name was never mentioned. I, I want to I mean, know about he, this. He was kind of sort of brought up. I mean... Dave Temper, Dave Pepper said that you know another Carolina Panther would be coming back and that sort of deal for their retirement ceremony, and I'm assuming he's talking about Cam. It kind of seems like he is, you know. But at the same time, you know, no one ever even mentioned his name. Not until they started showing replays of Greg Olson, that sort of deal. Like, I get it; they had a falling out. I also get it that Greg Olson had had stated that he had a whole section of his speech, you know, dedicated to him and him and Cam's relationship. And I, I understand I that, that or you know, not. in the heat of the moment, you can forget stuff like that. I mean, it, it happens to all of us, you know, but at the same time to not even, not even mention the dude's name once. Like it was weird, man. That is, if I was Cam, I'd be pissed. I mean, as it is, I would already be pissed. I think there's a reason why he would never come back to the Panthers. Because quite honestly, if I was Cam, I wouldn't. I, it wouldn't matter how much money they offered me. I would never come back. Why? No, they're you not. Know, getting, it's no money. Like, He's you know, coming back, bro. Went to him and tried to offer him. It's coming back. However much money, I would still say no. You know the way that the way the team cut ties with Cam, the way that everything went down last season between Cam. We all saw mm. Greg Olson getting cut. We all we all knew that was coming. I mean, that, there Greg was no even that threw some shade though. Money for he threw he a little shade in his comments because I mean, he he was a halfway decent player, but as time goes on, obviously your body breaks down, you know. But I just wanted to comment on that. I mean, I know yeah. you guys will be talking about it. Just know that there was some sort of statement that was released by I forget who it was, but um, I saw it on Instagram that. As soon as Greg Olson sat down, he's like, he looked, he turned to his wife and he said, damn, I forgot Cam. So, would love to hear you guys' thoughts on that, by the way, guys. Um, I'm running out of time, so I'll put the thank you in the next phone call. So, All right, so um, what, what I think about this is, number one, is that might be a little questions when I got a, a couple of questions for Greg Olson on forgetting Cam. How convenient that was at that moment. Right. Did I'm he feel that chat? That did did he feel you. that was apropos to not talk about Cam? I don't I mean like how do you there's not I have a, remember I have a theory. the dude? I have a theory. Got, all right, let me hear it. 
All right. So my theory is less about like, I guess my first inclination is that, yeah, there's clearly a, some sort of a, 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 a cease talk or a cease and desist on talking about Cam right. Newton. Yeah. Exactly. Um, That's right. Way. You know, yeah. and, and the, the only reason I don't believe it's that is, you know, why would they come out and talk about it afterwards? It wasn't like it was this, like, I mean, they've had backlash before and they don't acknowledge it. Right. Um, I, I think Greg is not going to listen. Like he, why would he come back to an organization if they're going to tell him you can't talk about Cam Newton, right? That's that's almost right in, it by itself. I don't think they. I don't I know, think they told him not to talk about it. I wonder if Greg just thought it was would be in poor taste to make it about Cam Newton. Well, that and I almost like there were two theories I had was working with at first. I was like, wonder if Cam asked him not to talk about him, and then the mm. other part was because I mean the fa- fact that it happened not only for Greg Olson, but for TD, like him and TD had a great relationship too. And so that's where I'm starting, like even with the conversations and and everything they have, it's, it's clear that they're making a, like it was a a concerted effort to not talk about can like even David Tepper didn't even say his name, even when he was trying to elude to who he was talking about. There's someone we got to bring back. Yeah. Yeah. There's some problems there. There's some big problems for me, but my other theory that we parted ways with Steve Smith similarly, you know, it's just ugly. Yeah. And, and so my thought is less about like an egregious, you know, they were doing it in a way to make it like almost bad. You know, my hope is that maybe they were, maybe they're honestly trying to save their their speeches, their stuff they want to talk about with Cam for when Cam retires. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. because you know I it's going to happen. I yeah. will say this though, like, listen. Yeah. So, by the way, shout out Josh J Dub is in the chat, longtime C three listener. He says there yeah, is no cons- there is some conspiracy against Cam, and I'm not saying that there is. I'm yes, just saying I don't like yes, the whole fucking thing. I don't like the fact that they cut him out of the video, that he wasn't, you know, a part of it. Uh listen, I, I love Greg Olson. I'm not trying to, you know, insinuate that it was on purpose. I just felt like, man, you forgot to mention the guy who passed you the ball that made you the first the guy that in made three, you the dude. That made mm-hmm. you the, the dude. first tight end in history. To have three consecutive seasons of over yeah. a thousand plus receiving yards. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, I'm not going to worry about this. And he's down the road. always been the Cam. Yeah, boy. he's always been like, the biggest. Always Cam Newton. Always been the yeah. biggest Cam Newton supporter. And yeah. I just like, I don't know, man. I just wish that Cam would have been more a part of it. There's all of this, uh, you know, con- uh, uh, David Tepper mentioned that there's a third guy who did a ton of work in the community that they want to bring home at some point in time. So we're assuming that that's Cam Newton. I don't know. It just of had a weird we vibe around it. You know what I got so annoyed by was all the Panther fans. As soon as Olsen and TD retired, they were like, I hope they come back and become Panthers. Like, of course they are. Where are they going to retire? Fucking Seahawks. And he's going yeah, to go to the yeah, like, it was Chargers. Dumb, like, I just did not understand that point of it. All right, so the Panthers, we had those retirement celebrations. Um, all right, well, I guess we should go to the next call out, right? Yep. I mean, let's just let them lead the conversation. Yep. Hey, um, this is Juan Conley. I'm you know, calling to ask you a question about the upcoming 2021 NFL free agency for the Carolina Panthers. It's some questions first. 
what kind of thing about the New Patriots going out there, spending all this money already, getting oh. players coming? I'm thinking they're going to the rest of the money out there, get all the players, and build a good team. But when the missing is the other good players out there, y'all talking about like Calvin King, I mean, Kevin King, Griffin, stuff. I'm thinking, what do, what do y'all think about the Carolina Panthers? I'm saying, I'm not saying if, okay? What do y'all do with the Carolina Panthers when they do ever grab a big player like Kevin, like Kevin King, Dunbar, or Griffin, or Asset Rose? You get two, two of them come in to maybe wait uh, two years, maybe, or do it maybe. Three players on two-year pick contracts with a third-player option or three-year or third-year team option, and sign up no receiver or tight end. I heard that um, we can go after Hunter, Hunter Henry. That's true or not? And um, all right, I'm gonna stop the call right here because number one, first, I think it's a great call right away. It leads us into our segue. Yeah, he, for he sure. Placed, he played. He placed this call prior, obviously, to Hunter Henry being signed by the Patriots. But he said, "What do you think about the pants?" Spinning. And thank you, Juan. Thank you, Juan, for your call. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We appreciate it. You, my man, right away. Keep calling back in, Cody. You yes. want to talk oh. about what? Cam Newton and the Patriots, right? And yeah, he man. said this is prior. His call was prior to them signing Hunter Henry, and he's already saying they're spending all kinds of money. They've signed two tight ends, Hunter Henry, Yanni. Is it Yanni Smith? Uh, Johnny, 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 Johnny Smith. Smith. Johnny, Johnny Smith. Smith. Yeah. The Patriots are making moves. They signed Cam Newton on a damn baby deal. He's still making better money than he did last year, luckily, though. So, really, is it? Yeah. Tell it. Yeah, it's, but it's very, it's right? very incentive. It's very incentive laden. Um, it, he can make up upwards, uh, up around 14 million. And then I think the base they can come way around with is like, like three or something. Yeah. yeah, like three or four million. Um, listen, man, I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all. I, I didn't think that this was gonna happen for Cam. I really didn't. Really? Like, I Why really not? didn't. I thought well, they were going to cut him. I'll, I'll tell you why. No, um, I, it's not that no, I thought that they would I disagree. Wouldn't. No, you're not even. You're not let me finish. The what I think that what I didn't think that they were going to do is choose to build around him for another year because it's the easiest thing in the world to do to blame every single thing on the quarterback. Look yeah. at the stat sheet. Uh, forget the fact that Cam Newton caught COVID in the middle of the season. Forget the fact that he had no OTAs. They had their no defense had he 11 opt-outs. The their defense yeah. had like 10 opt-outs, bro. Yeah. They, had, they had a ton mm-hmm. of money to spend because of the opt-outs. And listen, man, I think that especially if Cam Newton uh, looks like he did at the start of the season last year and he's able to stay healthy, you might see the best Cam Newton that you've ever seen. And Cam right, Newton's... And hold on, in Cam Newton's rookie season, one of the things that we had going for us was we had Jeremy Shockey and Greg Olson sure, catch, sure. catching the rock from Cam mm-hmm. Newton. And now they're going to do something similar 
up there in New England. By the way, no one knows how to run two tight end sets better than Bill Belichick and McDaniels. Uh, they've been using that for years to dice up opposing Well, yes, defenses. Hernandez and Gronkowski. Number one, this is this, is like I like Bill Belichick. I ain't going to yep. lie. I just yep. like him. Like he's a dick in the right spots and he's cool in the uh, in the right spots. You know what I'm saying? Like he does, he fucking throws the bird up at people that he needs to. But Cam loves him. He loves Cam. Here's the concern I have. I'm starting to wonder if the, the OC, Josh McDaniels, ain't as good as people be saying. That's a number not. one concern that I have. Number two, I think it is great that Bill Belichick loves Cam Newton. He brought him back, right? And you're right. They are not just holding back. They're not doing what Cam, we did to Cam, which is, I hope you can do everything. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. right. They did give the two tight ends, but Cam is not the same 2011 quarterback that he was. They asked him to do it. My concerns ultimately arise with Josh McDaniels. I think Cam Newton played well enough last year. I don't know if Josh McDaniels is the savior that people like to say. And if I see a weak link in that chain, that's who I'm identifying. Josh McDaniels is the weak link in that chain. And I think that we have been too ready to just give him what the anointed one. I Truly, do, I, I think Bill Belichick is for real. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. do too. I, I also think that they did a good job in adding Nelson Aguilar. Um, I don't think they're done either, man. Listen, uh, like this, you know, back. yeah, and then of course we're gonna have comments like this. What does this have to do with the Panthers? Listen, man, I wouldn't love football like we I do. We have to play them. For, we have to play the them, homie. We have to play them. But my thing is this: that that's a good fucking football team, and everyone wants to doubt Cam Newton and say that he's done and say that his arm is shot. That's all bullshit, bro. You're gonna see this. I'll tell you what it has to do with the Panthers. You're gonna see a vintage Cam Newton, and it's gonna be a problem when they come in here to Charlotte if we're not on our P's and Q's defensively. I will 100% tell you what this has to do with the Panthers. Is number one, tell me who the Carolina Panthers' starting tight end is. Someone, whoever put that comment up, because. The last I checked is that Chris Manhurts signed with the Jaguars. Last year, we had Ian Thomas, and we didn't play either of these dudes. How do you go a whole season and you ain't see a tight end? The tight end was missing. Mm-hmm. Gone. It was in this league, how do you not have a tight end in this league? Like, I mean, doesn't, Yeah, it's like not even non-existent, bro. Which, I mean, which, and this is where my my confusion is and, and and i know we want to take this i, I have to talk about it uh, and you know people are going to bring it up but i cannot for the life of me and cody maybe you can help me understand this i i want to think that it's part of some bigger plan right but why in the hell get rid of kerr there is no reason whatsoever to do that mm. we saved one million in cap space and he was a good depth piece regardless he played well bro he was like uh, i remember liking this dude i said he was going to be the next Kyle Love, like, like the fat guy that we loved. Yeah, well, I mean, I, you're not going to replace him for less than the amount of money we had him for. I don't get I'm a, I'm well, with you, another, CK, 100, another, bro. I agree yeah. on the Zach Kurt thing, but I think uh, 
one other consideration is that maybe we like Bravion Roy a lot. I think Bravion Roy came sure. in a lot last season, sure. and he was able to do some good things. That's another Baylor guy that yeah. Matt Rule is, um, you know, very uh, – uh, he knows very well. He coached him at, at, at Baylor. Um, and then, again, I think there's going to be some other – um, some free agent pieces left to drop. Uh, I think it was Chuck from Elizabeth City who said this earlier that, you know, we're not really going to get started until probably uh, tomorrow, the next day, really kind of seeing uh, the leftovers kind of fall and oh, see the what leftovers. happens. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Her is a leftover. Why wouldn't you like uh, – yeah, the Unless I'm they mad. bring him back. Like, I thought he played well. I am with CK on this. Like, he did, but my problem- man stood out, number one. Then you had F.A. Obata, who is – we haven't heard yeah. anything about him. No, he's, and he's, not that I want them to – I actually am more interested in bringing back Kerr than Obata. Well, the thing is, is like My, we didn't myself. have to bring him back. He was already under a deal. Like he was under uh, a deal. See, see yeah, then, then look, <laughs> the, my man makes too much sense. Dude, like too he was already signed and we saved $1 million in cap space by cutting him. That's can it. Also, can I also just tell you what I would I love, like though? That. If the Panthers went and got Larry Ogan Joby, uh, he's the Oof. defensive. Uh, he's the defensive tackle for uh, the Browns, but he actually played football at UNC Charlotte, uh, and I think that he would be a. I don't a, give a, a fuck if he played at UNC that's, Charlotte. That's cheap. Oh, uh, but I do. The, did you cur- hear, did you the curse slashing is cheap. nonsense. I'm with CK. The curse slashing makes no sense at all. There was no value in it. Like, there was no reason. Yeah. Like, even if you go and get a And when you're piece, short at defensive tackle, you're already thin. You're already thin. Like, you're you already have thin. to replace him, and you're going to replace him for somebody more. Like, mm. And right now, yes, we our only defensive tackle that we know of is Derrick Brown, and that's it, right? I mean, we have Bravion Roy, but do we think he is a starter? Like, or do you think Zach Kerr was better because Zach he Kerr played well? No, they both played pretty well, but I know, no one but, played exceptional. But was it worth getting rid of a one million dollar cut? Like, I'm really hoping. I'm with you. Like, I'm with I'm, you, man. I'm really hoping that there was a deeper play here. I mean, and we were having a conversation. I was like, I was hoping. Like, I'm sitting here trying to think of every possible positive to this thing happening like this, and I'm thinking, well, maybe it's just a piece of a chess, you know, game that they're throwing out there. Hoping that maybe they can land somebody like a Hunter Henry and and somebody yeah, obviously you know the comments coming in well a million's not going to do that you know my hope is that it was just enough to get them over the top and, right. and maybe yeah. maybe that's what happened I mean I I still like even the, thinking logically of like maybe we have an idea of somebody else we'd like to bring in we saved a million dollars for a great depth yeah it's nothing it. and here and this is where you are right on the money CK is that when you cut a million dollars, but you have to replace a body, you have to count the contract that you add. Yeah. Which is never less than that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you save $3 million for receiver, but the going price for receiver is $4 million, you didn't save anything. You just paid a dollar more. Yeah. It's like my wife going out, and she's like this. She was like, I saved us $45. How'd mm-hmm. you do it? I spent an extra hundred dollars. <laughs> yep. Well, like I'm sorry, you didn't save shit. In my opinion, just what I'm trying to tell you is this. And so I think the Zach Kerr thing was interesting, specifically since um, 
that we don't have a lot there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, six. Bravion Roy played pretty well, but Zach Carr played just as well. I, so just, tough, I hate that we're making forward. more holes than like, and th- we've had this conversation in the Discord, guys. If you have not joined the Discord, I mean, this oh, is yeah, this is what him, this is going to get you. Uh, I'm going to the link. Yeah, this is going to keep the conversation going between shows and between our you know many shows that we'll throw up from time to time and whatnot. Um, you know, we 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 were having this discussion. I mean. We're feeling we're 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 creating more holes than we're filling, right? We still like you could sit here and look at these offensive line. We're not filling a hole yet. We haven't filled the offensive line hole yet. And well, and okay. Know, well, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, and and this is a naive statement because we are at a position in our in free agency where we haven't really gotten far enough to judge our 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 uh, our new GM on what his actions are going to really, you know, hold from a long-term perspective. Um, so, I mean, we're definitely kind of reacting to a two days of free agency, right? And really only one day. Um, right, right, right. But we were, we were, we were active in day one right away. We signed two players. So yeah, it's not but- like we're overreacting. We went out and dipped our toe into the water immediately. Like we knew which part of the pond we were trying to fish in. If you're a fisherman, you know what I'm saying? Like you and you say, go. And we went to our honey hole. Yeah. And our honey hole were these two offensive linemen. And to be honest, it's not wild to think that. Like, of course. You know what? To be honest, we needed bodies. So I'm ready we, for these dudes to come in and help. We do. And also, I, I would like to uh, bring up two things. Speaking of our Discord, I saw someone put in there. Uh, the Panthers um, are... So there was a rumor that we were expressing interest in Keanu Neal. Apparently, the Panthers are out on that, according to Atlanta Gettysburg. <coughs> and um, what I was going to say in regards to the money aspect and cutting Zach Kerr, listen, I, for the most part, agree. Like, I, I, you know, it was it was dumb. I think it was good depth. I think he was a motivational guy. Yeah. But um, something that has been pointed out uh, many times uh, is that uh, the wide receiver market is very soft and it's going down. So apparently the, the market for these receivers just is not um, what people thought it would be. So, you know, my my kind of thought is now, you know, I've been thinking, well, I'm assuming that Curtis Samuel is out the door. Yeah. But if the market really is indeed so low, you know, maybe it's worth it to hand Curtis Samuel a one or two year deal just to keep him here for a little while longer to have him be a part of this, you know, this three piece receiving core of Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, especially if we're going to try and go out and get a quarterback, like it it behooves us to have that kind of offensive firepower and Christian McCaffrey. So I, you know, I would rather have uh, a little bit of money for uh, Curtis Samuel than Zach Kerr. Um, and then, of course, other people are still speculating that we're trying to uh, save up room and clear some room for Deshaun Watson. The no. the hope is the no, hope is still alive. I'm just, hey man, I'm just telling. Is you it what, with what, you? What, uh, How about the, that? Are you? Is it alive in your heart? It, today, it, that that got a little. Uh, I'm I'm even less sold on it happening because of the fact that Houston signed Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, and and if Houston signed signed Tyrod Taylor, well, they're not gonna want to unload Teddy Bridgewater off of us. And like, we have no ability. I don't want to rehash this. this yeah, no, it's like, not coming to the Panthers. The same I'm. I don't. Hmm. 
It's Guys, not about we, Lewis. we would it's have to about... trade. We would have to trade big time players oh, yeah. to get rid like of their for, contracts. I don't and... even think it's players. I think it's like five ones. Well, it's not even that. It's I'm talking be about stupid. His cap hit is going to be ma- massive on our, on what we have. Like unless he's next willing to year, it's next year. It's next year. No, not this year. It's forty million next year. He's like twenty five this year. That's no. still more than we can. Like Man. we don't have twenty. We don't even have ten. Yeah, that's twenty five wasted money uh, on a fucking player that isn't gonna do shit for us, man. Like Dude. we have to move on from who's him. that player? Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Well, yeah, I mean, sometimes you just gotta cut your loss and cut bait, bro. Well, whatever, man. I, I, it's just it. Yeah, I, mean, about I, the would, be, I would be, I would be to eat twenty million dollars if I was David Tepper and get Deshaun Watson than to be the. Broadcast bitch that I am in real life who's like, nah, I'm gonna have to stick with this $20 meal. Like, <laughs> I'll eat the lobster. Well, there's an NFL rumors Twitter page, and their official prediction is that Deshaun is gonna go to the Panthers and uh, we're gonna like, trade, Man, don't listen to those, and fools. we're gonna trade hey, fools. He's going to the trade, Jets, trade the Bridgewater to the 49ers, he's going to the Jets. Or he's gonna like, be a Texan. I don't know why the, like the why Jets the, have everything you need. If here's the thing, two, this would be a this would be a four team trade if that happened. Got to think about this because if we got Teddy Bridgewater to 49ers, the 49ers would then have to have traded Garoppolo because his contract's way too uh, expensive to have both Bridgewater and Garoppolo on there. Um, and then you would have to worry about figuring out how we're gonna get Deshaun. And, and so there would be four teams involved with this. And would would Garoppolo go to Houston? I mean, with his contract, even. I mean, with them getting Tyrod. I mean, you got to keep in mind Tyrod is is we ain't getting Deshaun Watson, folks. Like y'all yeah. gotta. We ain't getting Zach Wilson. Yeah, just yeah. It, it, Tony, look, I, I am not gonna all, take this curmudgeon stuff, man. We have I am to have all some on hope. Trey Lance, bro. No, I'm hoping Trey Lance falls to us. That's what I want to happen. Number all one. Right. Uh, uh, all right, but just so you know, that's I, who I want to be our dude. Trey I said, Lance. I said I'm this all in. Room. I'm all in. You got me. I'm in love, I, bro. I, I said this in my in in my film room. All of his wild plays, they they're next level wild plays. Like he really uh, has an incredible arm talent. I mean, he really does remind you of Cam Newton in a lot of ways, and how he will just run you over and run through you. Um, but his it, throw emotion is smooth, bro. Though. I ain't gonna say this. Cam looked like he always muscled everything, and I don't want to be a twenty-four like a hindsight quarterback coach. But Cam looked like he's always, and you said it, guys. It was like he's putting everything into his throws. This past year, you're worried yeah. about his shoulder. He's always done that. The problem is not the problem, but in the past, he just wasn't hurt at all. But he's always kind of had this muscled, just, I'm going to beam your break out, your yeah, fucking yeah. face out. It's, he always threw one Trey, of the hardest balls to catch in the NFL. Yeah, Trey Lance, bro, man, his motion looks smooth, bro. He, he Listen, he really does. Um, the one thing that, you know, just being a realist, uh, what they did ask him to do a lot uh, at North Dakota as far as some of the passing concepts like there is going to be a, a learning curve for 
Trey Lance coming into the NFL just because uh, sure. the, the, sure. the types of and offense. So, and for Justin Fields, let's not lie. Come on. Well, let, let us not lie. There is going to be a curve for him as well. It may not be as steep, but there is going to be a giant curve for him as well. He didn't even play under center. For all of them. Yes, nope. yes. And then, no, 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 I got to stop you there. You keep saying that. That's not true. Justin Fields played under center. And he's done. He's done barely, barely. No, no I not barely. Every no. bit as much, if not run more plays. than, than run plays than only. Run plays only. No, not just run plays. He's mm-hmm. uh, he has some some legitimate dropbacks from from under center. I'm telling you, man. I watched film, bro. All right. All right. <laughs> I, still, I, I watched film. So, so do I, and I ain't seen it yet. I want you to prove it to me. All right. I did a film room on him. <laughs> hey, guys. Just uh, wanted to call in. Panthers fan from Idaho. Uh, love what you guys are doing. I just I wanted to get your take on something, man. I, I was listening to last week's show, and I heard some knucklehead just talking about basically blowing up the team, man. Trading McCaffrey, trading Burns. I don't know if he was talking about trading Jeremy Chin. Just starting all over and rebuilding over the next two to three to four years. I'm like, man, that owner is a billionaire with a B, but billion. Man, he, he is not going to sit back and say, Oh, let me just buy some General Electric stock this year for my trillion-dollar hedge fund. No. Trading back, getting all these picks, that is not the way he's going to go, man. That is not the the mindset of a billionaire. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, if, if Trey Lance isn't on the board, if Justin Fields doesn't fall to us, and we don't have a quarterback, Man, there's nothing wrong with picking up an offensive lineman that's yeah. going to be an institutional player in the league for absolutely, you know, five, seven years to come. We're going to get a quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater is not going to retire in 12 years in a Panthers uniform. Think about how many quarterbacks switch teams in the middle of the season. We will find a quarterback. Let's build around them. Just want to know your thoughts on that. Um, man, let's not trade back. Uh, those billionaires, they don't like to see empty stadiums. You know, I make it back for one or two games a year from Idaho all the way to Charlotte. And you know where I sit? On the 50 fucking yard line, 30 rows up because the stands are already half full. David Tepper is not going to sit around and want a half full stadium he's gonna go at this hard just want to know your thoughts on that you guys keep doing what you're doing keep pounding an amazing show thank you keep pounding man fantastic call call, man uh yeah listen i'm not a big proponent of the trade back thing either i hear people wanting to get more picks but again man to me this is a mindset thing if you don't have a quarterback it's going to get harder and harder the more pieces you add to your football team if we build a better offensive line and a better defense and, you know, start to do things like that, then we're going to be in the middle of the road 
every year. By the way, Tony got way hotter than he's ever fucking been. I don't know what happened, but you know. <laughs> Did I miss something? Take away, Tony got heated. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, not a fan of the trade down, man. Oh, yeah, man. I'm, not, I'm not either. Tony, I'm glad yeah. you weren't here to hear what just happened. Yeah. How was that? Not Why, what did they say? Everybody nothing, like, man. Oh, nothing. Nobody said shit. Nobody no, host, no, no one show. said anything. No, no one said anything. Said anything they were like, oh, home, we bro. wish you would have had your Moderna vaccine right here in front of us. I don't know. No, that's uh, yeah, not. No, 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 no. That's turned. That's not what they said. No. They were like, oh, bring that go back. All right. All right. Uh, so did you all cover it or what? No, I need to tell y'all anything else. You need to tell me my wife is amazing. Probably. Well, um, yeah, I think well, Cody covered it. Well, we prefer her. Can we get you to get the fuck out and have her come out there? Later, <laughs> <laughs> my show. Y'all bitches get out. Oh, all right. well, fuck. Next slide. Ha! Try me off, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. I got cut off by the portion line. So, if Trey Lance is as athletic as Cam, but as dumb as Jameis Winston, I wouldn't touch him with Teddy's feet, okay? <laughs> That's a good call right off the bat. They were saying that how they arranged their pro day was all the quarterback needy teams, how they they used the setup and how they did all these throws. Um, so, I, I don't know how true that is. I don't know what's wrong, but they said the quarterback's coach set up Trey Lance's um, practice that day for throws to the teams that they usually make uh, yes. as far as how they play play their offensive stops. How true that is, I don't know. He threw a couple dimes. I, I think he's got a huge potential. I'm all in on the Trey Lance post. Um, and that's, I think that's going to be my number one case. Watson's off the team. Man. There's some exciting stuff coming on. Oh, by the way, this is your boy, Blake. Okay. Thank you, DG. They said Tony got hotter. That's what I heard. Uh, I can uh, neither confirm nor deny whatever Panthers Bud FSU is talking about. Uh, anyway, <laughs> listen, I'm uh, Yeah, I'm, good buddy. Uh, yeah. Um, Let's I keep just, going. Well, Let's well, just keep going. Try to thaw. Yeah, but I was going to say something. How y'all doing? This week of RCA. Gee, hey, man, what's up, brother? Shit is going crazy, man. Yeah, I know that the Patriots got this dude, he got that dude. They're building weapons around Cam. I'm sick and tired of talking about Cam. So, all Panther fans, I ain't talking to you guys. But the remainder of the Panther fans, please quit talking about Cam Newton, please. I said a one right, said we're done. it's not going to work in New England with fucking Cam. It's not. I'm sorry. I like Cam and everything like that, but I can't stand that dickhead fucking coach they got. Cheating ass, man. Anyway, besides all that, man. I like him, two man. offensive linemen we got, we're going to see how the shit's going to work out. I mean, I don't know. It seems like every time we get a daggone free agent from Minnesota, it don't work out. I mean, Matt Khalil, I'm not going to go down that road, man. That one defensive end we got, Weatherly, whatever, he he was a damn fucking bust. And Jared Allen, I mean, he bounced around the league, but he was with the Vikings for a while, you know what I'm saying? So we'll see how these two offensive linemen will pan out. And I just saw that 
Tyrod Taylor to sign with the Houston Texans. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, is that their backup now? Well, I don't know. Or they're trying to wait Tom his home come to Carolina. I don't know, man. You know, and Alex Armour went to the damn Saints, our damn fullback, man. I'm like, come on, man. I mean, he, he was a good fullback besides that Las Vegas game when it was fourth and one and he didn't get it. You know, because every Panther fans know the best fullback we ever, ever had was Brad Hoover. Sorry, Mike Tolbert, but Brad Hoover was that motherfucker, man. So give me your thoughts on free agency and keep pounding, y'all. Don't tell Tony that Michael Tolbert was a bad motherfucker. He don't want to hear that. Tony's got no love for Michael Tolbert. Man, he's a pussy on the goal. His mama even his mama even came at your ass. He's a pussy. <laughs> he is a pussy on the goal line. You know it's bad. He need he needed steam, bro. He just needed steam. He needs steam. All right, uh, let me see. I think this is Plate Bettis first call. I think I played him out of order. So here we go. Um, um, <laughs> Same route. Are you? You're a Jets fan. But no, he's a cool guy. I like, I like him. That's pretty cool that you, uh, you guys are good friends. Um, speaking of Cam and the Patriots, my goodness. Cam was at his best when he had a big body Greg Olson still alive. Right? And I had one, but two tight ends. Top tier tight ends. Are pretty dope that I think. I mean, they got Hunter Henry and John Newsman. But that's not all. I mean, Belichick is doing what we should have done for him. He added mm-hmm. also, I don't know about this team form, but they got Nelson Aguilar. Uh, I mean, they're just putting pieces all around him. I mean, come on. I mean, if he's got an O line, he's going to have people to throw to. This could be Cam's resurgence. Um, so, hey. No, oh, also, also, yeah, 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 yeah. I was watching Trey Lance. I watched his pro day, and I was like, man, I'm seeing some things that I love. I had really played up on Trey Lance a lot. I know y'all did film study, but, man, I saw some things I liked. He is as so, athletic. I'm in love with this dude. Mm-hmm. But 
I'm in love as, with him. As, uh, Fucking Cody. I blame it on Cody. Homeboy from the, used to be the buzz. What's his name? I can think of it. Uh, Winston. All right. So I played his calls in order. That's my man. Oh, my God. He's talking junk about this hair. Look at this. All right. So this hair is what uh, it is. Thick as fuck. Oh, man. All right. So, my boy, he said, look, he said, you look like Easy E. And for y'all, first of all, these cats on the show, they don't know who Easy is. Maybe Yo, don't Greg play knows. me like that, bro. <laughs> Yo, don't fucking play me like that, bro. Dig y'all too young. So he said, bro, you don't look, play you, me, bro. He said, you look like Easy E. So I was like looking at these pictures of Easy E back in the day. Okay, he just said it and he was like, Wearing a comp, uh, he was wearing a Compton hat. I was like, I can't rock a Compton hat, but I can rock this LA Kings hat. This is the exact hat my man wore back in the like late 80s. This LA Kings early 90s joint. So, yeah, I, I call myself Easy T. But I still never. But I, I, I still <laughs> oh, call me the stand up dude. You want me? Yeah, I'll I, drop my stand up on y'all. I got a stand up routine. No, let's not do that. No, let's no, 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 no. Let's oh, not do nah, it. No, no, no. I got it. Nope. I got it. Got it nope. right away. Number, I'm gonna throw tomatoes one. at you. It's well, that's be, fine. That's fine. Number one here like is this, Apollo, and bro. it's a mirror. It's a mirror off of Paul. Catalina's joint. Oh, God. Right? oh my God. Like, I'm going to mirror him. No, no. So, what no. did he say? He was like, what? He was like, if I was oh a zombie, God. it was great. Isn't that what he said? I, you know, I don't even know. What did he say? No, tell me what the zombie joke was that was great. What did he say? It's like being a zombie was awesome. I was going right, to. Here, I'm going the other direction, bro. I got it. I'm mirroring him. I'm mirroring him. So I fucking hate I fucking hate soccer, bro. I hate soccer. It's the boringest goddamn sport ever. It's the boringest white boy sport where people run around on this giant ass field like crazy and never score (laughs) any goals. Except for like all Hispanic people play it overseas. Oh, that's fine. Yes, yes. All right, you're right. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. People it is the largest sport in the world. That's so that doesn't mean you like it. Yeah, people are running around the planet, not scoring goals. They're not. They're like they are this giant. It's like a bazillion people uh, kicking a ball around and scoring one goal every four hours. It is annoying. So hockey went through this. Ice hockey went through this in the late, uh, early 2000s, late 90s, where the pads got so big that the goalies could ultimately block almost like 98% of the goal. So hockey said this is they were like, we have to make these pads smaller, bro. We have to do it because there's no scoring. And so I'm looking at this soccer game and I see this giant ass fucking field. I mean, it is a giant fucking field. It's like the size of a goddamn Connecticut, right? They are kicking and running all over. They have a goal that's the size of a fucking school bus and nobody can score any goals. 
So I have a three-part plan for fixing soccer. The world's most popular sports will be fixed by Tony Dunn right here. Three-part plan. Bam. Number three. When we we designate certain areas on the field that are allocated for more points, like so if you kick it from here and you make a goal from here, you get two points. You get three points. Right? They have no points. They have no points. They have no points. So what does that hurt? What does it fucking hurt for us to say if you make a goal from 40 feet out? It's like a three-pointer for basketball. Right. So my number one plan is to allocate areas on the field where you could allocate points, three, two, one, that type of thing. We need to enhance scoring. That's the number one goal. The number two goal, continuing to enhance scoring, is like similar to the NBA three-point competition is you shoot the ball, you shoot the ball, you shoot the ball, and then all of a sudden we hit the money ball. I say every couple of minutes the ball starts flashing, (laughs) and if you make the ball during that period, it's worth two points, enhancing scoring. Number three, actually number one, the most important part, and this is my stick, this is my bit, bitches, is this. Is that, like hockey, the pads were too big, right? It was just, and in soccer, they always put the biggest, badass motherfucker as a goalie, right? It's like the six seven dude who's super athletic. He's got to be the goalie. But you can't make the goal in soccer any bigger. You truly can't. It's the size of a goddamn school bus already. Have you right? Like I mean, if you doubled the goal, it would be the size of a small school. So there is only one option to shrink the size of the goalie. Jockey goalies, we need to put a maximum height on goalies, four foot nine. <laughs> That's my stand up bet. That's my stand up bet. You basically, you basically want little people, like yes. legit little people. Yes. Like, 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 like Peter Dinklage type of little people to play goalie. Exactly. And finally, we might get a fucking soccer ball in the goddamn gold. Do, do you have 10 tizzies? Well, you know, <laughs> I'm telling you. Put, all we got to do is repurpose those signs from the fair that says you have to be this height <laughs> to ride this ride. We have to say you have to be this under this height. To play this goal. Dude, the chat room is like <laughs> mid, mid, I'm telling goalies. you. Yes. Jacob says mid mid goalies, and then 10 says just gotta lower the bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Oh, 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 I'm telling you. Hey, We're who won more? Who vote for? Who stand up bit? Who stand up bit was Dan better? Tizzy. Ultimately confused by this whole fucking thing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I kinda am too. 
I don't even know what we were talking about before. What were we talking about? I think, I think this is the Panthers podcast. I don't know. No, no, no stand up. Sounds like my podcast now. Dude, this, is <laughs> a, all over the place. Not, this is not a Panthers podcast. <laughs> I don't think so. No, yeah, I, I was right. defeating I our guest stand up, bro. I just beat our guest stand up. I will give you this. In a minute, you're not. It made me chuckle more than the zombie bit. Yes, yes. Come on, man. Give me that. All right. 252228. Throwing tomatoes at you. So. (laughs) 252228598. C3, would it be? My man, Chuck. I love this. I love Chuck. Um, My dude. I guess this is where we need to really be patient, guys. Uh, first day of free agency, we signed a couple of mid to low tier offensive linemen. A lot of people complaining about it. Um, didn't spend too much money, but it makes a lot of sense. We really don't have any depth. These guys could end up being a flash in the pan. They could be serviceable for a year or two. They really could just add some depth in case of injuries. Uh, someone's plug and play player that we can put them on the line. That's the smart thing about it by Federer and rule to get a couple of guys that can play more than one position. So if somebody goes down, they can fill a role. Or if they're not working somewhere, somebody excels, they can fill the other role. So that makes sense. But looking at things, kind of glad that Manhurts is gone. He was serviceable for a while. I think Jacksonville ever paid for him. I'm shocked that Armand went to the Saints. I like him a lot. Don't think we utilize him enough. I don't know where New Orleans gets this money from. I don't think they overspent for him, but my God, you know, um, just makes me shake my head that the Saints are always doing this. I guess the Saints are loading up for Jameis right now. If we can, if we can sign Curtis Daniel, we'll see. I think the fan base would feel better. I know it's doubtful, but if we could do that, I think it would make everyone feel pretty good in the room. I think we got to concentrate on linebacker. I'd love to have Reddick for Arizona even though he plays defensive end. I also think we really need to take a look and uh, maybe get a defensive lineman. Uh, Zach Kerr was a question mark of a cut. I just don't understand that one. But I trust the guys that they kind of know what they're doing. They've got a plan. Um, You just can't throw everything together the first day unless you've got the kind of money that Jacksonville or the Jets have. Um, Like always, guys, just put some insight in it and – Help us out through this tough time. Right. Uh, I want to say this right. is I'm not disappointed by either of these guys' departures. I mean, I'm not like trying to poo-poo their time here in Carolina, Manhurts and Orma. But ultimately, I just don't feel like they were dis- difference makers at any level. I don't think we. I don't think we planned for. I mean, Manhurts 100. percent Like he was just a very good blocking tight end. Like, that's really what his role was when he got the ball. If he caught the ball, I mean, it was great, but a lot of times he wouldn't, we were even, all like, he wouldn't even catch it. Yay. Yeah, like, it was – It was. I, I've i never seen a fan base so excited to see a tight end catch a football, like, when, when we finally get one of our guys to catch one. Like, we've been so starved of good tight end play for so long – like we're just like excited anybody's getting the ball at this point in time. We didn't even know we had tight ends last year. Mm-mm. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. We walked into the season with uh yeah. Man Hurts and 
Ian Thomas, and that was it. Two on the roster, and we didn't see him all year. You would if well, you you kind of you're upset about this dude being gone. Yeah, exactly. You missed all of last season. Yeah. I mean, you you saw both these guys drop important passes. I mean, not getting open in the in 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 routes that should be an easy you know uh, combination for a tight end to find space. Um, guys aren't aren't elite tight ends. Um, I know Ian Thomas was a, a big not, question mark. Anyway, yeah, we're not trying to dump on them, but like, I mean, are are we really losing that much? Right, we're not losing a lot. So the right, easily replaceable. Right. Or rep- yeah, or replaceable. All right, next call. All right, guys, I'll break it down for you. Chuck from Elizabeth City. I Here don't think Watson's coming. So only one or two things can happen. He's We're going with Teddy on. next year. We can stay pat and pick the We're best offensive linemen. Trade down and acquire some picks and build from nope. there. Don't do it. Well, we're going to have to trade up, and it's going to cost us because they're saying the top four quarterbacks are going to be gone by the first four or six picks. Therefore, we've got to trade up. Uh, I'd love to jump up in number two and get Zach Wilson. He reminds me a lot of Brett Favre. All right, this question is uh, for you, Cody. Thank you, Chuck, from Elizabeth City. Please continue your call and be a part of the Discord chat. You can find that information in the YouTube notes. Smash the thumbs up, all of that. Cody, um, when it comes to quarterbacks, is there any chance that Trey Lance or a quarterback other than Mac Jones falls to us at eight, or as Chuck implied, are we going to have to be aggressive? Be, be aggressive. Yeah. Most of the big name people like uh Schefter, I think mentioned this and a few others, they envision four quarterbacks going before the first seven picks and we're picking at number eight. So you do the math that puts us on the outside looking in. Um, yeah. I'm, you know, I think it's possible that one of them could fall. I think the uh, the two that are the most likely to fall yeah. are Justin Fields and Trey Lance. Um, After but- Trey Lance's pro day, though, we saw this guy throw this seventy order on a like on a rope. It was just a beautiful ball. It was just like like roped in by Jesus. Right? Uh, Did Trey uh, Lance's stock climb in his program? I yeah, think it I mean, did a little bit. And will he be him. there? I don't know if he'll be there at eight. That's we my saw question. him throwing, uh, like our call mentioned earlier, the his pro day was geared toward the fact that uh, he knew what teams were going to be there, what uh, teams were quarterback needy, mm. and they specifically tried to incorporate routes and concepts into his pro day that would leave him making throws that these teams want to see him make. So from that aspect, yeah, I do think that um, that improved his stock a little bit. Something that gets lost in the scouting uh, conversation, and it's that, you know, Twitter scouts and GMs, you know, me, frankly, uh, don't always have any kind of real access to. And that's when you, when these teams do a deep dive on the personality and just the overall player themselves outside of football. Because from every report that I've heard about Trey Lance, he is an incredibly intelligent young man. He's a dedicated worker. He has um, put in a ton of time and effort Mm -hmm. into continue to work and get better. 
So when you factor that on top of all of the incredible physical talent, it's easy to see him being able to come along maybe a little bit faster than most and be able to pick it up and really start to uh, pick up these new concepts and run with them. So maybe his learning curve won't be all that high. Um, But I think you're just looking at how teams evaluate how likely they are to make that jump to the next level. All right. All right. I like it. Uh, All right. Next call. Hey, this is Kevin from Charleston, South Carolina. Um, What's up, Kevin? Free agency has kind of been, uh, you know. Boring? (laughs) Nothing exciting, but I'm wondering, I for sure thought Curtis Samuel was going to the Patriots. And he hasn't been signed as long, like a lot of receivers. So and I was that, wondering, like, well, do y'all think that's a good thing for the Panthers? Maybe no. having a chance to resign him or a bad thing? I think there is a bidding war going and on for him right now. Should we go after for a tight end since mm-hmm. fucking they took him all? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, you know, we're going to draft a quarterback this year. We're not trading for anybody. And yeah. That's my thoughts. Cool. Peace. I, I like, first of all, I love that call. Good call, man. Thank you. I think the Panthers are hoping that the real quarterback falls to them. Mm-hmm. I am telling you, I think I want Trey Lance to fall to us. If we pick Mac Jones, I'm going to be disappointed because Cody and everybody else told me to be disappointed. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. No, because y'all always looking to. to put the blame on me. It's all right. I accept it. Lies. That's lies. You try to come in here and be the pretty boy of the show. Pretty boy. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he yeah, is. He's like the Tom Cruise. <laughs> Cody, Cody's like the Tom Cruise of this show. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Mm, uh, you're talking right. to short? Because yeah, I am, that is actually you are. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. yeah. So fine. It fits. I'm Tom Cruise. Yeah, you are. I'm not All right, a next call. Next call. <laughs> hey, this is Kevin from Charleston, South Carolina. Um, and we already listened to this. Free agency is kind of been this one. Yeah, this uh, is the one we just know. listened to. All right, next yeah, call. Sorry. Hey, this is a uh, Jacob Willis from Spartanburg, South Carolina. What's up, Jacob? Thank you, Jacob. Kept on watching y'all's uh, J.C. Horn preview, and Cody. I, I know you're a you're a damn Clemson fan now. And you just kind of, you kind of just changed my whole thought process. Got me a little, uh, <laughs> horny for some horn. <laughs> you host, you so horny. Oh, where'd he go? Was that where'd he go? No, it just went and disappeared. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, it, yeah, that was it. It just ended. Hold on. I'll no. play it one more time. It was about to be the best call ever, too. Hey, this is uh, Jacob Willis from Spartanburg, South Carolina. I just got done watching y'all's uh, J.C. Horn preview. We so Cody, horny. I know, I know you're a, we you're so a damn horny. Clemson fan now. That's and my you shirt. Kinda, That's you my just shirt. just changed my whole thought process. Got me a little... Uh, <laughs> horny. Yeah. Oh, and he that was laughed. over. He just laughed and hung up. It's <laughs> the best call. No, call of the night right there. All right, let Listen, me see. Listen, man. Listen, I am your draft prospect pusher, man. Okay, so you didn't. You didn't know. So you didn't know that you liked Trey Lance until I told you about him. That's and then fine. I you, That's fine. And then I don't want to look like, it up. That's Trey fine. Lance is a man. 
Now I told everybody I've shown If I'm so horny and this bitch ass is a Viking or a falcon, I'm gonna hate you. Uh, That's my thing. That's my whole point about the draft is that I love the opportunism. But isn't it shitty that we all gonna talk for the next two months about a hundred people that one percent will go to where we thought it would. By the way, Joey the Blind Panther Esquivel says, "How can you say Cody is short? I've never seen him standing up." Oh mm-hmm. shit! And I would say, Joey, oh Joey, shit! Joey, he's the only person that can make that, that joke. Hey Joey, he's please, the only person. Joey, please see yourself out. <laughs> Because he's blind. Uh, <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks, CK. Cripple fight! <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, look. Oh, JC, my gosh. JC, oh, this down. is the best joke. We're get taken How about this? Is we had a stand-up comment. We had a yeah. bunk stand-up comment. And then we got the real stand-up. And they can't even stand up. Bro, none of y'all stand up oh, compared to the dudes who can't stand up. Y'all didn't even get it. Y'all I got it. I got it. I, I just uh, I felt bad cheering for it. Too much. Too much. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I cheer prematurely. <laughs> God uh, damn. Crazy. I laugh at your shit. Crazy. <laughs> I laugh at you. All right, next call. I blame Joey for this. All right, that called yeah, up for whatever damn you. reason, but this is Jacob again. Um, I never thought I'd hear a damn Clemson fan and Cody talk so highly of my Gamecocks. Um, yeah, man, uh, J.C. Horn is the truth. Um, we all know his father, uh, Joe Horn, played for the Saints back in the day. Just uh, a hell of a hell of a receiver, man, and he's just he's got all the um, all the prototypes you want at a corner, right? And I don't think he'd be in there, be there in the second for us, unfortunately. But if we could trade back, you know, if we did a trade back scenario, obviously he would be the, um, he'd be the go-to man. Like uh, we could, we could stack corner, grab another skill position, ideally an old lineman with the first pick. Mm-hmm. We trade back, or either or. And I don't know what's going to happen with the Curtis Samuel situation, but. Um, another Gamecock out there, he'll be there like in the third or fourth is uh, Shy Smith. I don't know if you guys did a dive of him yet, mm. but uh, I think he'd be a, a hell of a number three because coming out the gate in the league. Um, hell of a slot receiver. I mean, he, he really can do it all. Um, should do another film on him, Cody, to see what you think about him. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of good Gamecocks coming out in this draft. Um, just your thoughts on that and, uh, yeah, man, that'll do it. Let's Keep turn back. our attention. Let's turn our attention to Curtis Samuel. He brought it up. Curtis Samuel potentially leaving. Actually, not potentially, should leave the Carolina Panthers. I was talking to my boy Scott Mason on the Playing Like a Jet podcast, and guess what he want to know? He's like, "What do you think about Curtis Samuel? You love you love yes." I was like, "We love him," or Cody loves him. I loved him two years ago. So I was disappointed in them. By the way, can I just say, uh, can I just say to our to our caller man, look, when it comes to uh putting talent on my Carolina Panthers, 
I don't give a damn what school you come from, even if you're a damn game coot, man. Uh, listen, I was high on uh, Debo Samuel. I was high on Javon Kinlaw last year. Mm-hmm. You know, I like Israel uh, McQuamu too. So uh, I'm actually, I've been endorsing, I want the Panthers to draft from all around the Carolinas. I'm talking mm-hmm. Wake Forest, UNC, Clemson, like really drive home that Carolina culture whenever you have the opportunity to do so. Um, so, yeah, as far as uh, Curtis Samuel is concerned, man, listen, I, I've been uh, – That's what the question is. Charles Chuck from Elizabeth City brings this up, is what is the news on Curtis Samuel? He was not a first-day free agent. I think he's waiting for the market. Um, the same thing with like Will Fuller. I mean, that's why you're only seeing Aguilar. You're right. not oh, even seeing Galladay out point. there. I mean, uh, Fuller, point. apparently Fuller is waiting for the market to reset um, or for, to be able to have somebody who's willing. The problem is a lot of these guys are waiting for the long-term contract. And I think that's a bad mistake that you're making. Like the anticipation was there were going to be a lot of one-year deals this year because of the uh, circumstances with the cap. Play your, like, if you want to, if you believe you're a good player, Play yourself into a nice long contract when the cap goes higher. You're going to yeah. play play yourself into a better paycheck than than anything else. And I think that's where a lot of these guys are really running into roadblocks. I think that they're not getting the looks that they want because people aren't interested in signing, you know, uh, five year deals with a, a, a back loaded yeah. contract, right? Or any yeah, anything beyond two. It seems like yeah, two and three is like the max. Three is like a good deal right now. Yeah, yeah. Three the is the new go-to. Yeah, the numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. You gotta wonder is the <laughs> NFL creating COVID to drive something? <laughs> wow. Right. Uh, Deep conspiracy. You heard it here first. Cadell right. I know. Say I Just go ahead and put that out on Twitter chat. I know. Go ahead. I mean, but if yep. you think about it, is this is C three broke like, it? Yeah. It's kind of interesting that everything has been inflating, inflating, inflating. I don't think the owners give a fuck. I truly don't. Like, if it goes oh, no. up to a million, who, they don't care because it's all escrowed out. They got all of it. So it doesn't matter how big the salary cap is. I just wonder how the other sports are going to handle it. The NFL can handle all of it. Oh, yeah. I wonder how the other sports will handle it. Numbers 252-228-5098. Uh, sub, subscribe, do your thing. Hey, hey, hey. You know who the fuck it is. Tony, you flip-flopping Ken K jumping motherfucker, bro. <laughs> I don't even want to see you wearing a fucking Shaq Thompson jersey after all the fucking... Yeah, you've been fucking talking about that nigga G. And when we sign Curtis Samuel, so I don't right. think he's jumping on his dick either, bro. Because we all know how you feel about Curtis Samuel, you heard? He's right. Don't come with yeah. that language, bro. He's right. He said, You're talking yeah. outside of both of your both sides of your mouth, man. He's right. Look, I bought this bitch before he even played the snap. So shut up. Like I'm gonna wear it. But he is right. He's <laughs> that's a good call right there. All right, next call. <laughs> Play motherfucker. Hey, hey, hey. Same one. You know who the fuck it is. Next Tony, one. you <laughs> <laughs> oh, another one. 
Oh, uh, look. Gee, baby, I got a lot to fucking say, man. We signed Dude. some soft-ass pussies, man. <laughs> These two offensive linemen we just signed are some Dude. soft, injury-prone-ass pussies, uh, man. Yeah, disagree. I, I, like, it, it baffles me, bro. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I'd much rather... We needed bodies, bro. We needed pussy. Carolina, a dog. A five, let me... Let, if Panther Nation know this, Trey Turner is a five-time Pro Bowl NFL Who offensive guard. We're not gonna pay the motherfuckers don't grow on fucking trees, man. They just don't. And we give all this money to these pussies? To who? These soft who give money pussies. Someone One is coming off of a season-ending Injury, like, what are we doing? That is concerning. No the knee. The knee. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. This Eflin or Eflon, like, come on, bro. If you were an offensive lineman for the Minnesota Ford's Vikings, tough, I just bitch. don't want you, bro. <laughs> for the Jets, like, come on, True. man. Like, this is the mm-hmm. best we can do. Oh, man. C3 is on fire tonight, boys. Yeah. We're on fire. Boy. We're on fire. Boy, 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 Can boy. I just say, like, Pat Elfline, like, I don't really know uh, too much about, like, why he, uh, why the Vikings just released him. I just remember I liked him coming out of college. And listen, so much of the offensive line is the guy playing next to you. I mean, your oh offensive line baby, has to move baby, as a baby, baby, um, baby, up in there. Like, I'm uh, just telling you the truth, man. I mean, like, that's why. Okay, look at Daryl Williams. For years, we did nothing but shit on Daryl Williams and tell everybody how much he sucks and he was a no, liability. Yes, that's a lie. Did. That's now, a total lie. Sure that's a That is not what the conversation was. Yes, it, you it are lying, bro. That is not what the conversation Chat, was. Tell me that I'm lying. Wrong. There was no love lost for Daryl Williams amongst Panther fans. We were happy when his ass left. We were oh, happy yeah, when, when he left. left. When he left. When he left. Yeah, 100%. But that's what I'm saying. And, and now, he played well for a moment, and then he. He fucking. played one good year, and that was bro, it. Then, right, oh, right, right. You can't just be like all of a sudden, like we like shitted on this dude. Bro, and then the you're going to let the these end, other people relish in it. No. Straight he was good for a moment. Then he got hurt. People overexpected on him. Next. That's the thing. Nobody is that when you drive those he underperformed. He underperformed. My point being, and even saying that, mm. is then he's he goes a guard. To the Buffalo Bills. That bitch is a guard. He goes he's to the Buffalo Bills, guard. and he had a career year last year. So what I'm telling you is, you can look at stats and see how terrible an offense. Didn't they release him though? Is and sure, no, nah, they have, just resigned him. Have problems, but if your offensive line isn't playing in tandem, and you're the right guard and your right tackle and your center don't do their job, then it makes it harder for you to do your job. All of these things are in context. So I don't hate the Pat Elfline signing as much as people do. I think he's going to be a really good interior player for us. Cam Irving, we can talk about just because I don't know where the fuck that man's going to play for us. Um, He's our left tackle, homie. Oh no, hell He's no. He's our left no, tackle. Look. We have no, Well, what are we going to do? Then we're all, well, then we're drafting. Then he tells us that our draft is going left to Penesol. 
What? If he's not our left tackle, then who is? Tell me that. Tell me. Draft Sewell, if he's not our left tackle. I mean, it's a possibility. I mean, like, if, if you're trying to tell me we just signed this motherfucker for $10 million for a year, and you're saying you, he's just going to be a backup, what what position is he going to be backing up, and who is going to be playing it is my number one question. And he they I drafted him to play. I yeah. think we're. I think we're probably. Greg, who drafting. did I just say? Who did I just say, Greg? No, uh, not at number, not at number yeah. eight. Yeah, you were saying so yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, what else are you gonna do? You're gonna put it in a fucking seventy eighth pick. I mean, no. Listen, there uh, in our with our second round pick, there's gonna be a lot of good players in the offensive line that are gonna fall. I think sometime that are gonna be a starting left tackle next year. Uh, that are going to straight be a starting left tackle in the NFL day one. Christian, that's Derek, what you uh, think out of Virginia Tech. Uh, We're going to get him. Are we going to get him? Well, but that's all we, we have to get him. They could fall to the second round. Yeah. Mm. I don't buy it. I don't whole, buy there, it. There's one a bit. bunch of really good offensive linemen in this draft. Yeah, it's an offensive lineman heavy draft. Yeah, well, it might be heavy offensive linemen, but seriously, we have no offensive line. You can't just draft a guy and expect everything to work out. It just doesn't make sense. Joey wants you to play his call with the last digits of 5522, but I don't know if I'll stand for it, bro. Man, I'm playing the calls. I'm playing the calls. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tony can't even... I heard it. I chuckled. My goodness, yeah. Tony. Joey, see, Tony, you're, see, Tony, now you're not laughing at my jokes. I was going to say, wait and see. Wait and Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that not a good joke? <laughs> my bad, bro. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, uh, what was the, what were the last digits? Five, because five, I don't two, see two. it. Five, 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 two. five, what? Five, five, two, two. One more time, my earbud. Oh, no, wait, wait. Five, five, two, <laughs> yeah. two. Five. Oh, five, you. Two. Five, five, five. No, he's not even in the list. Five, five, two. five, two. Let me see. Five, five, two, two. <laughs> right, not, 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 not two, two, five, five. Five, five, two. <laughs> he's not there. Joey is. I'm acting oh, him. I can't not, see Joey. Oh damn! It's not two five five two. It's five five, five two, two two. All right here it is. <laughs> I found it. I can see Joey. Joey, I can see. I can see. Can you see? I don't hear him. Me either. Hey, guys, Joey. Uh, hey, I just Joey. wanted to call to say that uh, we're talking about why the hell would we cut? Uh, oh, my God, every time. Huh, seems like every time I lay down, I got stifled. I don't know why. When I sit up, it's fine. But when I lay down, I don't know. It happens for months. Anyway, talking about when... 
you cut Zach Kerr, like, why the hell would you do that? It only saves a million dollars. Like, they're just trying to save any money at all. Like, have you ever, like, done something and, like, you've done it and, like, you've gotten, like, you went digging for gold. Like, you go to Reed's Gold Mine or whatever. Never done it. And you go digging for gold, right? Never done so it. So you find some and you keep finding some and you keep finding some. And then it dwindles and then, like, I just, like, are just hoping for, like, anything. Like, the size of a salt grain of gold. <laughs> totally. That's Definitely done that. Where the Panthers are now, cutting people, trying to free up space to go get Sean because we got a bunch of motherfuckers we got to pay to not play football. <laughs> of Marty Herney. Mm, uh, get him. Get him. Wasn't boring, just Marty this time. Anyway. KK uh, was not a Marty Herney contract. Yeah, I think I we're know. going after Deshaun, guys. Like we're, we're trying not. to take every possible penny we can to go just... after Deshaun without having to trade key players that Deshaun. I don't think you're going to get him without with. trading key players. Anyway, guys, All right. that's Can't. my thoughts on that. What are yours? Look, you know you how may the cut him is. off right before he does it. No, let that sick. man growl. Wow, wow. Oh, it's yeah, the best growl. Right, you're doing that in my best mouth. Right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You're Don't right. ever you're hate good. on me, Joey the Blind Panther, <laughs> because I let that call go to the end. Because I think we're out of the Deshaun running. I just don't I, think I we don't were think. ever in it. I don't yeah, think we were ever in it. Well, it's clear that you think so, but I think Panther no, 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 no. Let me start. no. Let me let me prove my point really quickly. Is we just didn't have enough to offer. And yes, yes, you could be like, we will offer our next 10 first round draft picks, but that's not really a fair, like, kind of deal. You know what I'm saying? You can't really truly say that to me. Is that the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets have a third, a second, and a what, third or fourth? We don't have that to offer. So, I mean, yes, if you want to trump their offer with 27 first-round draft picks, then go ahead. I mean, it's theoretically possible, but the Jets and the Dolphins have the chops to do it. We don't. We don't. We just don't have it. I mean, it ain't over to the fat lady scenes, man. Mm. But, you know, You're I'm lying to yourself, I want it He's to happen lying to himself. I want it just to happen so that way we can be on this show and laugh at you and be like, "Remember when you said this wasn't going to happen?" And we're going to be like, <laughs> "Yeah, Deshaun? here we go, boy, Deshaun Watson." Hey, if if I don't think it's going to happen either. If it does, you have all the right to laugh me you want yeah. to. I have no problem yeah, being laugh wrong. away, bro. Laugh yeah. away. Yeah. Him, yeah. I, I'm not a loser in that situation. Yeah, that, that's laugh fine, but... at me. Ha ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be a my stand up comedy one. 
Dude, Greg, <laughs> Greg has always maintained I'm going to ha- have the position where I win regardless. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> right, like think about it. Think about it. Like, even with his coat, like, I don't like Matt Rule. Well, if Matt Rule turns out to be good, well, I'm a pa- Panthers fan. Yeah. So good. I was wrong. Right? But, I'm still, exactly, but yeah. it's good. I win. I win. But whereas, like, we're like, oh, Matt Rule is good. If he's bad, we lose in two different accords, uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, that was All right. That's true. All right, I think those were all. My, I think those were all the calls. What we need to do? Are you serious? We might actually yeah. get out of here early on one Tuesday night. Dude, okay, we're refresh. I'm gonna refresh it right now, dude. Wow, that's so crazy. I think the Snyderverse film is gonna be good. All right, I don't know. I've heard. I've heard. Uh, oh, you want to start it? Are you? No, it's gonna I, I start. Had to the Hornets, Nash, bro. I had to. Oh, I, I had how to is a four-hour movie gonna be great? And if Greg doesn't suck that movie, hold on. You're, you're telling me you've never sat down and watched four hours of a television show streaming in one in one consecutive motion? Wouldn't that be oh, the yeah. exact same thing as watching a four-hour movie? Because I know you've done it. Everybody has. Dude, like, everybody has. bombs. It's truth right. bombs, I mean, bro. All right. Now going, all right. Yeah, all right. That's a good. All right. All right. I'll let that argument go on. All right. Good. All right. All right. Yes, I have. No. It's going to be easier because it's at home. That's all you got? Well, no. I'm saying a four-hour movie in the theaters. I can see how people would not like that as much. Right. But a four-hour right. movie where you're at home, yeah. you can stop everything else. And will the, will the theaters survive this is kind of the question because... For me, uh, Greg, is I don't want to watch just a two-hour or an hour, 120-minute movie anymore. I want to yeah. watch a 10-episode show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's what I, I want to watch. I'm a fan of uh, uh, shows over movies now anyway, just because I prefer the more long-form storytelling. Yeah. Well, that's why you liked movies originally. Well, and, and shows have right? so much. Better Isn't that why you originally too. liked yeah. a movie? Is because a TV show had to be done to this confine of a. All right, so let's say this: say you're Law and Order, which is the greatest TV show in the history of the world. Right? I mean, like, is there a more successful TV show than Law and Order? I don't think so. Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, successful more than long. Yeah. Uh, it's like 30 years deep. It's like mad. Like law and order is a great TV show. And they have this model. It's the first 30 minutes is it is the detectives. The second 30 minutes is the attorneys, right? They just do it every time. Bam, bam. It's, it's formula TV. Is that the one that goes? and to be honest yeah. i would i would argue is there a better like what is the show that rates against it i would i'm interested in seeing which one rates against it but my thing is this the simpsons no not fuck that no yeah dude the Simpsons is way more culturally relevant than Law and Order has ever been. Well, in that case, South Park and Family Guy are more culturally relevant than The Simpsons is. Well, and that's totally wrong. It's certainly wrong because there would be because Law and Order does Trayvon Morgan cases. They do they do cases that like they do culturally culturally relevant like months. But my point is this: is that no matter what. 
we are there is a point where you cannot outright our interest. And Greg, write this down for your podcast. I'm telling you, Greg, this is what you got to tell me. Tell them. Tell them. And you got to tell them that Tony said. Tony said. Is there is a point where you can't come up with a story that is more interesting than our brains. Like, there's a point. Like, you can come up with the best story in the world. Mm -hmm. Like, pick the best person. And there's going to be a point where we get worn out by it. We get tired by it. But if you make it about character development rather than the story at that point, you can go forever. Like James Bond, right? Like, yeah. If you if you make it about the person, or, or, or the Batman. story. Huh? Or the characters that daddy, or, yeah, characters yeah. that have been around forever. You know, that people will always listen, watch and listen to. Yeah. The story will get boring. The characters will get developed. I will give you this. McNulty and the Wire. I will give you this. Um, pick, uh, like, just pick whatever show. What's your favorite show, Cody, on the internet right now? Uh, my favorite show on the internet? And, uh, um, your favorite show. What's your favorite show? And I bet you it's not about the storyline. I guarantee you it will be about the character. My favorite mm. show of all time is probably Game of Thrones. When it first started, those first five seasons, followed closely by uh, Breaking Bad. All right. So in that, in both of those shows, could the storyline ultimately keep up with the characters? And I don't think it can. It's like we start to root and hate for certain characters. Yeah. Like if you think about this, Greg is if I had to give you a copy every year, right? I'm going to give you this written copy. It has to blow you away. Mm -hmm. It's impossible after seven years to blow you away. Like, I just can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, the story can't continue to blow you away. To be honest with you. (laughs) It's It's all about the characters. All about the characters. Hey, can I break some news right now that's like Please. happening Please. and it's really fucking weird? And this is from Benjamin Albright, NFL. Okay, check mark. Right. Uh, so this bombshell just came across my desk and it's some dude, uh, Tony Busby. It's like a, a picture of like an Instagram post or something. They put, I'm extremely proud to represent those who have perceived power against those who have perceived power. Things are changing in this country and in this great, st- all this aggrandizing. And it goes on to say, today we filed suit against Deshaun Watson. Too many women have put up with behavior that we all know no one should put up with. Should we make excuses for the famous or those who hold special positions or quarterbacks on a local professional football team? I don't think so. All people are equal and all deserve dignity and respect. So basically, they go on to say that, uh, like, they're he's filing. A he's a womanizer, and man. And then it goes on to say, I'm a Marine. I'm not easily intimidated. Mm. If you have info or have been a part of this, contact my office. Bro, this sounds like some fucking disinformation mm. from the Houston Texans. 
It uh, almost makes you or think from like, the Carolina Panthers. Bro, dude, it's this from is... the Carolina Panthers. I put this tweet out. <laughs> Trying to ruin the name. Nobody wants him. We'll take him over here. We'll take him over here. This is me. Yeah. Bro, this <laughs> that's right. Fucking... I'll take this womanizing bitch. We'll do right it. Over. Our our prosecution is far more severe. Like they'll like just bring him over here. We'll be fine. <laughs> that's right. We'll we'll we will handle this harshly. Well, <laughs> honestly, oh my gosh, bro, that's insane. That does like I was thinking that same thing, but I also was like thinking like if it's all real, like talk about not playing your cards right, Deshaun. No, that's but dude, 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 dude I, nothing, man. Listen, man, this nothing. But one, nothing. I, I'm also not you, just kind of. I know how this shit works, and whenever you know powerful people want someone to be defamed. I know how easy it is for people just to make up some bullshit and pay off some woman to make up some shit, especially yeah. if you're an owner of a football team. Bro, bro I don't know. that story I, I, ain't going to do that. shit. Bro. Like, you can just go play for the Texans. I'm sorry. Like, that story ain't shit. Like, he could just be like, all right, I'm just going to start for the Texans for the rest of my life. <laughs> and that they filed. You know, and he makes $140 million. Right. Bro. It right. does not hurt Deshaun Watson one bit. I'm sorry. Get that story out of here. Uh, I don't even care if it's real or not. He's got too much money for it to matter. And listen, bro, Deshaun Watson is like one of the coolest fucking dude. I mean, dude. Th- He's this, one of this- the coolest womanizers that fucks your girl, man. <laughs> oh, bro. Man. Shit, I don't think that this is. You uh, said that, this, not me. Nah, bro, that was you, bro. <laughs> Your mom would be so bad. You said that, not me. <laughs> but um, my mom's not here. Hopefully, she was early. I didn't even I did find the, really. Yeah. I did see it. Uh, she was she there said, during yeah. your stories. She Don't said worry. she's uh, calling. By the way, I didn't mean to tell you. Uh, Corey Roberts said you sent you an email. With like an audio file, I don't know if that was his call. Oh, if you want, yeah, because he's from that. the UK. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. He oh, can't yeah. call right. in. I get. It. I'm gonna. Del- I'm gonna download. What's up, guys? It's Corey calling out of Newcastle, in the UK. I just wanted to call it. Could you hear that? Yeah, yeah, we can yeah. hear. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna play it right here. What's up, guys? It's Corey calling out of Newcastle, in the UK. I just wanted to call in and give a big thank you to all you guys for um, all the content you've been pushing out recently. You know, obviously, the podcast every week. Uh, I can't always get in to watch it live, but um, I do whenever I, I can, and I watch every week on Spotify when I can't. Um, but I just want to say a big thank you to you guys for all that. I really appreciate it. Um, and the main reason I wanted to call was just regarding all the talk in the community about the couple of offensive linemen that we've signed in free agency. Um, you know, there's a lot of negativity in the community, you know, saying, you know, these guys aren't the best that we could have got and we've overpaid them. And while that may be true, there may be better guys out there. Maybe we could have got these guys a little bit cheaper. Um, at the end of the day, these question. guys are just, they're not going to be pro oh, bowl no. guards or pro bowl tackles. that he had to fill gaps in the roster that have been left by the people that have left them for agency. Um, you know, the harsh truth is we're not a team that's built to win now. Whether we've got you know a Pro Bowl left guard or Pro Bowl left tackle, that's not going to be the difference that pushes us over the edge to become a Super Bowl contender. Realistically, the best case scenario this season would be a wild card playoff spot and maybe get a lucky win. But even that seems very far-fetched when it's looking more and more likely each day that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be our starting quarterback next year. You know, 
I think ideally we'll get Trey Lance with the number eight overall pick, and then we'll let Teddy sit behind this uh, line this year. He's the one that can, you know, get hit constantly, get sacked constantly, you know, due to this awful line that everyone seems to think we'll have. Um, I don't think it's going to be as bad as people think, but I, again, I sort of agree it's not going to be, you know, the sort of offensive line you want for your franchise quarterback. Um, so I say, well, let Teddy sit behind the line this year, let Trey Lance sit for a year, um, you know, learn under this court and stuff and, and what he can learn from Teddy Bridgewater. Um, and then, you know, once we've got Teddy Bridgewater's contract off the books next year, you know, we'll save money from K1's contract and I think we don't have any more dead cap from Keekly next year. Um, that would allow us, you know, a lot more funds to really build the offensive line. We can, you know, grab some pieces this year. You know, um, Dylan Redunds from NDSU is a guy that I really like in the second. Um, and then, you know, it gives us more freedom as well with us not having to draft so many linemen. And because we've plugged some go- uh, some gaps, it allows us, you know, to use some of those, you know, mid-round picks, late-round picks to pick up some more depth and, you know, positions that we need elsewhere. Um, one guy is, you know, um, Hamza Nassil Radin um, out of FSU. You know, he's a, I'm not sure if any of you guys have watched any of his tape or heard of him, but he's a very versatile player. He's a lot like Jeremy Chin. You know, you can play him strong safety, played free safety. You know, you can bring him down to play middle linebacker. You can play in the slot. Um, he's a guy I think, you know, we can maybe pick up, you know, whether we trade down or back up into late in the third or maybe even get him with our fourth round pick. Um, but again, I think it just gives us, you know, by drafting these, uh, signing these free agent linemen, rather, it just gives us more ability to have more options later in the draft, and we're not just going to have to. Every pick isn't just going to be a pick for, you know, build the line. I know, obviously, you want to build your line through the draft, and I think we should still make some picks, like I mentioned, you know, Dylan Redunds in the second. Yeah. Um, but like I say, I think it just gives us a lot more, you know, options. Uh, but like I say. Uh, I just wanted to call and just say thank you uh, for all the the content you guys have been pushing out. Uh, shout out Chuck from Elizabeth City, but yeah, that that's all. You know, that's sort of my two cents. But like I say, thanks very much, guys. How about that? How about Appreciate that? You got call, man. Callers getting a shout out. Caller to caller shout out. Yeah, man. On top uh, of that, I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Miss Don. <laughs> Good guy. What happened? What happened during that call, guys? Your mom. Yeah, is that your mom? My mom. Yeah, that's my mom. She was trying to call. Why? She was trying she to was call. Mad. Yeah, she was mad. What did I say? I she was trying to wash her mouth out with soap, Mister. No, <laughs> dude. Probably uh, said something about women. Hmm. Hey, uh, uh, so one shout out to Corey Roberts. Thank you for calling in, man. I'm, I'm happy that we get to hear from people outside of the States that like our content and enjoy the content. Um, I also know that he likes uh, a lot of our other uh, viewers that are outside of uh, America, like the earlier content during the day. So we're going to continue to try and do that. Um, my problem is this. Um, trying if, to call. <laughs> Yeah, she's she's mad at you, man. She's she's oh my she's calling in right now. Yeah, um, but uh, I I do think that if we had Teddy Bridgewater start the season, my fear is this, right? Let's say we draft Trey Lance, and Trey Lance does need a little bit of time uh, to, um, you know, to actually acclimate to the NFL. I'm worried that if Teddy starts to fuck up really bad. And starts doing the same old Teddy Bridgewater thing. We then, throw him in. Yeah, and we're gonna force Trey Lance 
into a starter position when you might not be ready for that. Yeah. Now, I also, I'm not saying for certain that Trey Lance isn't ready to start. I don't know. But, um, you know, that's my only trepidation about uh, having Trey Lance start under Teddy. And I know how the fans are. Um, you know, so it's, it's like uh, I don't see – very many people in our fan base giving him a lot of leeway. So yeah, the only thing that like the biggest argument I have for that part is like we did the exact same stuff to Will Greer, and we haven't given him a shot since. You know, like nobody wants to believe that he can be a good quarterback in the NFL. I mean, in, in reality, he was thrown into one of the worst possible situations he could have been. Like, I mean, we're and I'm not saying that he's going to be an all star, but I think that it's you know it, I would. If we have to go forward with Teddy and we end up benching him, I'm I'm I would be all right with our coaching staff seeing what they can do with Will Greer. All right, I think she called Ooh. in twice, bro. Oh no, twice. she had, she left a message. Watch out, I'm in trouble. Oh, that's not you fun. ready? You ready? Yeah, you I'm ready. ready. I'm ready. Let's you said answer the phone. Oh no, that was Jada. Hey y'all, thanks. I'd love to talk to you. Your mom. <laughs> All right, all right, that's good. I that, love was, it. Yeah, right. that was actually kind of right. sweet. Here comes the next one. Uh, this one, I'm scared. Love to share my thoughts. It's your mom. Oh, look, look. she's ready to just party with us. She's Ooh. wanting to go in live, bro. Uh oh. <laughs> oh my God, I was so scared, bro. I was you, so scared. Like, she was about to come after me. She's going to say, she didn't she was even drop your whole soap. name live on there. I know. Yeah. Why did she even drop the soap? She didn't do nothing that she should have been like. She said she called again. Love. Mm. Again. She oh said three god. times. <laughs> three times. Did she really say? Oh my god! Please, please say no. It's gonna be like, hey, answer the phone. <laughs> right. It's like in this podcast, so I can whoop your ass and go to confession. <laughs> No, I only got two. Ha, ha, oh, no, nah, I got a third one. It just <laughs> but it was it was before it was nothing. She said nothing but nice. See, my mom loves me. My mom loves me. She can't even call and reprimand me. When she's good. She said when you were not good. scared enough. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. All right. So, uh, guys, oh, we, yeah. uh, look, we've been through all the calls tonight. Yeah. We have, uh, we've done everything. All right. So we've talked about Cam Irvin. Uh, all right. I got one last question for you, Cody, because I know you can't, I cannot let you leave before midnight. Like, I'm going to keep you up till like 2 a.m. I knew it. Dude. But, all right. My question to you is this Is there anything about this free agency in the first days that gives us an eye to the NFL draft? The Panthers move and move on offensive linemen, right? We, we're not fucking with the defense. We're not messing with the corner. You know. Well, we and tried. I don't, we just I don't, didn't pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah right. I, don't, I don't think there's anything that gives us a clear <laughs> shot. But is there something about building this line? Does it tell us anything about Trey Lance? Does it tell? give us something? About, to, or, are about they trying to, or are they trying to actually kill Teddy Bridgewater? Teddy Bridgewater was mad before that they tried to trade him. Now they tried to kill him. I'm not really listen. I don't. I don't put too much into these 
to these free agent signings, man. I, I, I really, I told you what I think it's earlier. It's depth. I don't think you're going to learn a lot from uh, Cam Irving and, and Pat Elfline. How about this, too? I'm not even so sure that those two guys were our first options. Like, there are other teams with more money. It's free agency, man. These players now, for the first time, get to kind of choose their destiny in terms of where they go. So we don't even know if these guys that we signed were our first option. So I don't read too much into it. I think that the Panthers are desperate for a quarterback. And I think they will do anything necessary to be able to pull that off. In fact, I've already called my shot. My official Nostradamus prediction is that the Carolina Panthers are going to try and trade with the Jets uh, for the number two pick. Now, whether I, I, I hope I hope that more oh, than anything, bro. Yeah, I'm so ready nice. for it. <laughs> like so nice. watching, I you guys were talking about it earlier, and I know not everybody in the chat were able to see that. But when Lombardi was on Pat McAfee's show earlier, he was talking about how if he were in the Jets organization, he wouldn't roll the dice on a on a quarterback that. I mean, how much more can you love? You know, obviously, we haven't seen enough from Sam Darnold to be able to justify getting rid of a, a quarterback. Mm. And, and the amount of what like Sam Darnold would require, it, based on what uh, Lombardi said, is not nobody's going to pay that. Like nobody's going to give a high second, late first round pick, and somebody and also personnel for Sam Darnold. Like nobody's going to do that. But I mean, if you're a a, a franchise. I mean, you're you're rolling the dice again on a Zach Wilson, who yes, who's shown a lot of promise, but also could wind up being Sam Darnold. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's always a possibility. It really is always a possibility. It, it is every quarterback you pick. I mean, I hate to say it, Cody. I know you love Trevor Lawrence, but there's a chance Trevor Lawrence could be a buzz. Remember Ryan Leaf when he came in the league? Everybody I've thought about great he was. I mean, I, it I happens. Have, yeah. Now I've, I don't think he will be. Yeah. But, but I mean, it's 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 a chance you take and. You know, no risk it, no biscuit, man. You got to pull the trigger at some point in time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But they already put what I'm talking about is they pulled the trigger. So I think we have an opportunity to trade this. Like Lombardi changed my mind almost. Like, yeah, there is a oh, chance the Jets stick yeah. around for mm-hmm. Darnold. Like, I they mean, you've given them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he made a point. You guys were talking about it earlier when you were uh, doing the film review of saying, like, you, uh, there's only so much a quarterback can do. He was talking about Peyton Manning saying, like, he only won yeah. two two Super Bowls. That's it. And he's right. he yeah. is by uh, by and large outside of Tom Brady considered the best quarterback in the NFL in history. And he only generation, yeah, for sure. He could only take a team to the Super Bowl two times to- or three times and win two of them. You know, and, and so there's only so much a quarterback can do. And so if you're not providing somebody for them to be able to throw the ball to, to be able to you know build a team around him. I mean, that's just one of the most inept squad like teams that have ever been run in the past, you know, decade. You know, just having the way they handled with the GM and then Gase and then Le'Veon Bell. I mean, that entire situation was a soap opera. Coming into that as a rookie quarterback, and then like he he being thrown to the wolves with his injuries, mono, everything else that's happened to him while he's been there with the Jets. I mean, it's one of the worst markets to go and play for and not be considered elite because the media just tears you open. You know, it's just like he has an opportunity to possibly be able to come back and still be a good quarterback. Um, and are the Jets, you know, going to take that second round pick and say, "All right, we're going to go ahead and just restart," or can we start building some pieces around this guy we believed in at one point? Okay, <sighs> making a lot of good points, bro. Peyton Blake, Peyton Manning lost to the Saints. 
All right, my mom had one last call. Here it comes. Here comes my mom. Mama. This ain't my mama. I'm here to give you a word of encouragement. I'd like to talk to your friends there. I think you guys have some great potential. Give me a chance to share my thoughts. Love you. Still not giving up. Still not giving up. I feel like it's a trap, though. I kind of feel like it's a trap. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's something wrong with this. offer some words of encouragement. <laughs> she just comes in here and scares a new one. My mom's yeah. got my back forever, you. I tell you this. <laughs> As I could be a murderer, my mom on my back. She's the best. Wait, are you a murderer? She's the best. That, yes, am I murdering people that hate Cam Newton? Yeah, murder these moves. Yeah, I got a lot of people no murdering question. on the internet. No question, I'm always have my back there. No question, bro. It, isn't that wonderful? Where you got some cats in your life, you no know, matter what. Like it doesn't matter. Like they, they're like whatever you did, we got your back. And not that my mom would condone anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, she wouldn't be, like, happy that that mess happened. But she always got my back. She got my back, period. This is a good Italian mom. That's a good Italian mother right there. All right. So we've talked um, We've talked uh, with Paul Catalina. We talked about Cameron Irvin. We talked about Pat Fline. We talked about Zach Kerr. Uh, one last question, you guys, is Jermaine Carter Jr. defriended a bunch of that. Like, you know, he said, I love a, uh, I love everybody, my players, but I don't love the team. Like, he didn't say that. That was a little, like, he didn't say that. He was just saying, like, it did not seem like he was coming back with the Carolina Panthers. How are they going to deal with this linebacker core? I'm wearing the Shaq Thompson jersey. My man called me out earlier for it, and I understand. But this is a China jersey. What else am I supposed to do? I didn't pay 150 for it. I paid 25 for it. China I don't, jersey. I don't know all the free agents at the linebacker position, but I hear Quan Alexander got released by the Saints. Look, they mm. signed Alex Arma, so shit, we might as well keep him in division. He went from Tampa then I think it went to San Francisco. Then I think it went to New Orleans. Well, fuck it, dude. Let's bring him back to Carolina, man. You know? Mm-hmm. Why, why not? I think we need him at the position. It doesn't did really he sign do somewhere much. else already? Or am I mistaken? Uh, all I, maybe he did. All I saw was that the Saints released him. Yeah. But all right. Okay. Well, then we've been through everything. Let's ice some fools up. Does anybody got to ice up? Pick. I gotta go. I, gotta I hope go. somebody. All right, then you go first, Greg. I'm, I'm gonna share some. You're stuff first, here. okay? So, I'm going up three different individuals, all in the same story here, all for Ooh. different reasons. Okay, nice. I don't know if anybody watched the Grammys. I did I'm not. not. Yeah. I, I, I didn't watch no. it either, but just hear little things about it. Um, I'm icing up uh, the the people who put things together. The Grammys, the Grammys themselves. I'm icing up Bill Burr, and I'm icing up. Uh, Let's see the name of a character here, uh, Claiborne Griffin. So let me tell you the story. I'm icing up the Grammys because you don't get an unPC guy to give an award 
on a show like this if you're not expecting something un PC to be said. So it was a bad call just to have him on there anyway for a guy who you know is going to be like this. I'm not saying I have anything against that. If that's the way your comedy is. You do that's fine. Something can be funny, but I can see how it can be misconstrued. So you don't put somebody up there that's going to say some un PC stuff. So let me share with you what everybody's going crazy about that he says here. So let's see. Uh, well, I got to escape the full screen here. Um, it's only like a little nine second clip. He's basically giving a, uh, he's giving a speech. Uh, let's see, share screen. He's given an award for the, uh, uh, tropical Latin uh, album, like winner for tropical Latin album. And, uh, I don't particularly think he was that racist with what he said, but I could see how people would think this way. So let's see. Let me know if y'all are seeing this. There it is. Okay. Let me know if you can hear it. Can you hear it? No, I can't. No, you uh, have to share your sound. Whenever you share it, there's a little checkbox at the bottom that says share sound also. You might have to do it again. Uh, All right, okay. Let's do it. All right, let's do it again. I'm going to remove it. Let's do it. Share screen. Oh, I get you. Share audio. Okay. Yep. So check it out. Here, here's what it says. Just a little... Got it. You add it? Uh, I got it. All right. Let's see if I can hit play here. Latino stuff. Uh, in the great right, male doing all this. Hang on, I'm messing so this up. Here we go. All right. Hey, how many uh, feminists are like going nuts? So how, why is this cis white male doing all this Latino stuff? Uh, in the Grammy ghost. That, that was what he says. <laughs> okay, which, which I get it. Like I, I see how people so how, can, can look at that as racist. Okay. I, like I, said, I don't see it as that racist. Exactly. Oh, Listen look. to this response that somebody gave on Twitter here. I'm going to share this. And so people can read this. Uh, this is a response by Claiborne Griffin. And I'll read it out. It says, while I'm not suggesting Bill Burr is racist, a white man having a non-white wife can sometimes be a sign of racism. So you shouldn't assume someone isn't racist just because they own a minority sex servant. <laughs> they may very well be, uh, be one because they're racist. And the response right, above yeah. that from his wife, from Bill Burr's wife is great. <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah, this is Like, I'm listening to this Claiborne Griffin. Listen, if you try to take every single thing and twist it around to be racist, guess what? You're racist. That's and all there is, one that's other all there is thing, to it. One other thing, Greg, is that this made this woman helpless in this equation. Right? Yeah, like, like, that's, that's that, a, like mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. he just made that that woman absolutely... Like he tried to take the power away from her by right. stating she that. Has no mm-hmm. choice. She has yeah. no choice mm-hmm. in being a woman, being a person, being an individual. That's the fucked up part about it. Yeah. Or yeah. not I won't say the fuck there's a lot of effed up parts about it. If but liking like you if, if, if liking a you, black woman makes you racist, then I'm a right. motherfucker, <laughs> right. bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you fucking hey, be careful. Be careful. Somebody gonna clip yeah, that and just take yeah, out yeah. everything else. I think we'll clip that part. Yeah, bro. I just think it's so funny well, how then, some people what? will go to strike. Oh, yeah. love it. Yeah, now, I'm not denying racism doesn't exist. Don't get me wrong, I'm saying that. Sure, I'm saying sure. this yeah, kind I'm of situation right here to, to say that a man's wife is a minority sex servant when you don't know anything about them, that says some things right. about you. She could be whipping uh, his ass in the mm-hmm. bedroom for all you know. Mm-hmm. She could be a dumb ass. She could do, oh, no. It, you're right. It does. It pulled uh, it made her a passive person mm-hmm. yeah, that's well, what this, that, 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 her tweet 
<laughs> Bitch, shut the fuck up. And then she went. She put that boy on his knees. All right, that's a good. That's a good ice up. All right, who's next? Uh, I guess I'll just go next. This is uh, um. Oh, hey, hang on. Y'all want me to read Deshaun's response? Yes, please. Mm. Okay. Uh, as a result of a social media post by a publicity-seeking plaintiff's lawyer, I recently became aware of a lawsuit that has apparently been filed against me. I have not yet seen the complaint, but I know this. I have never treated any woman with anything other than the utmost respect. The plaintiff's lawyer claims that this isn't about money, but before filing the suit, he made a baseless six-figure settlement demand, which I quickly rejected. Unlike him, this isn't about money for me, and it's about clearing my name, and I look forward to doing that. Hell yes, bro. And you know what? My fucking ice up pick for the night is this bullshit Marine fucking lawyer uh, in in Texas that's trying to... uh, uh, soured the name of Deshaun Watson with some sexual assault bullshit. Like, as soon as I fucking heard it, I knew that it was dumb. I knew that it was bullshit. Apologies to Mrs. Joanne Dunn. My language is fiery right now. But, dude, I'm telling you, man, uh, this, from the moment I saw it, it just felt like somebody was trying to do some dirty shit. I mean, listen. And and try and sour the man Mm -hmm. and his name. No, it's so, not even honestly, I don't even think it's about that. I think it, I, I if you want to really dig deep into this and really try to get conspiracy theory all out of it, like think about it from this perspective. Like the, he's going to be found acquitted of that. Like there is probably going to be no basis for this and he's not going to have to pay anything. But guess what? He's going to be exhausted from having to fight this. Is he going to really hold out? Do you know what I mean? Dude, dude that fucking uh the Texans are trying to fucking Vladimir Putin his ass. They they're <laughs> trying think. to show You you got to think if he's Deshaun like Deshaun's mind, he's got to be thinking that. Yeah. By the way, he clapped back at him too. He said the plaintiff's lawyer claims that this isn't about money, but before filing the suit, he made a baseless six-figure settlement demand. So they were trying to settle with uh, with him. Before this even fucking came out, dude, this smells dirty as shit. And there are people in the world today that will use something like the Me Too movement, and they will use it at a time when we're believing women and their accusations and hearing them. But now when you pile this onto someone, you immediately sour and tarnish their name because they can't instantly prove these accusations (laughs) right or wrong. It's bullshit. Uh, listen, I've never personally met Deshaun Watson, but everyone that has ever been around him for a lengthy period of time uh, talks about what kind of person he is, what he does for the community. He's an exceptional young man, and we don't believe this bullshit slander, man. At least I don't. So, so uh, to some money-grubbing um, punks down there in Texas, or in Texas and Houston, ice up, son. That's my all right. My my sub pick goes to fake maskers, and when I say fake maskers, I don't want to mask debate with you guys. I don't want to mask debate about the importance of wearing a mask and this and that. But we have been through COVID for a year now. I was in Italy one year ago, 
Remember, guys, like I we do. we we pushed the show. I was in Italy when this joint dropped. Yeah, come back, they, yeah, yeah. They they come back. I come back and they close everything. Fake maskers. I and what I mean by that is this: is that if you truly believe, and I'm not here to debate with you about, like I said, not I'm not about the mask debate with you. But I feel like everywhere I look is people are so fatigued by the COVID. Like they don't, wherever I go right now, nobody gives a F. Nobody cares like one bit. Yeah. And I mean, like it is this everywhere. I mean, I go everywhere and then like, I mean, I've been saying going everywhere, but I'll be wearing my mask and then people are like, I look like the weird mug. So the people who, uh, what I say is fake maskers, are the ones that wear it and then talk shit about everybody, but then go and do all the shit that spreads disease. Y'all fake maskers. I mean, you really are. You're a fake masker. Like, if you wear your mask from the core of this and that, but then you go to the restaurant, you go to the bar, you do this, you're fake. You're mask. You're masturbating. Debating. I yes, wish people would. Either, I wish people would pick a side. Either wear one and wear it all the time when you have to, or fucking don't wear it at all. Where are the tomatoes? I actually, after that I joke? don't even. I don't even, <laughs> yeah. I don't even care if you believe it or not. Is that don't give me crap when you don't really do it. That's the thing. Is that people. Yeah try to act like they're like oh i care i care i care and then they go and do things and they're like well i wore my mask from the car to the store but then i kissed the lady and i mean it's just ridiculous anyway Mm -hmm. i'm tired of mask debating and uh that's i send my eyes up man i saw the numbers the numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight we almost got it out of here at 11, but then we talked for 45 more minutes because <laughs> my mom called in. Oh, my gosh. My mom called in three times. She hey, said, you know what? She was so nice. Usually, man, she's going to beat my ass later. Don't worry. All right. Uh, C3 Panthers podcast live every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Uh, Cody Lashney, you are doing your thing on draft tech where post and on c3 bro you're doing film reviews i'm posting on the website you're gonna get us some subscribers yeah man we're gonna keep on doing it i love doing these film reviews um you know hopefully we won't continue to get taken down for these stupid copyright strikes but um i'm gonna continue to put out film reviews on a bunch of different players that panther nation wants to know about um, and just people in general, I love to watch film, break down film. So make sure you hit the notification bell to get notifications whenever the Cat Chronicles YouTube channel goes live. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Uh, you can hit me up and message me, DM me, all that good stuff. And uh, this week there will be a um, post-free agency mock draft on drafttech.com and all the comments for the Panthers are written by yours truly. Greg, where can they get after you? Oh man, you can check me out at the Bat Daddy 52 on Twitter. Uh, find me on there. It's my only form of social media. You can find all my shows, Super Civil Servants and everything on Geek Ultimate Alliance. I'm uh, a lot of times a week. 
My man is counting down the days to what? Till Thursday at 3 a.m. I am taking, I've already took off work Thursday. Uh, tomorrow <laughs> when I come home, I'm going to take like a four-hour nap, and then I'm going to watch Man of Steel, then Batman vs. Superman, and if I time it out perfectly, it'll go right into Justice League. So it'll be 10 hours of... Is that what we do? Watching. All right, I'm going to do the right. same thing. All right. <laughs> yeah. all right, all right. Look, I got the first two planned out. All right, man, what a deal. Greg, the Bat Daddy 52 Super Service Harvest Podcast and uh, the man of many streams, the voice that is sultry and silky. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I do oh, want to yeah. say I've seen a few people from the Panthers chat in my my different shows. I appreciate y'all showing up. That's awesome. And if you're interested in Justice League, Thursday and Friday doing two different reviews, come check it out. It's going to be really fun. Word up. Listen CK, to it's the CK. Give us yeah. that voice. Give us a voice. One man in a fight to survive. Deshaun Watson throws fists at a money-hungry attorney trying to get him to stay in Houston. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Where can they find that beautiful culture? You can find me on Facebook. I am a streamer there. Um, I am pretty much on all social media platforms. Go show me some love over on them places as well. But guys, if you're really, really interested in chatting, one of the quickest ways to have these conversations and have them go long term, like for long threads at a time, is that Discord. Go to that Discord, guys. It's growing a little bit. We got about what thirty five, forty members in there, and uh, and everybody. And they are chatting, bro. They yeah. are chatting. I look at it. I'm like, oh my god, y'all. I just pan- posted y'all the might link as well. in the chat room again too. So for Do those it. who want to join, Do it. yeah, man, come join us. There's always a lively discussion there. Uh, and hey, it's also turned into a good little bit of a, of a news dump for us. You know, people yeah. are posting well, links. That's what, I, that's what I wanted to become. Is yeah. the way I look at it is this: is that I kind of admire what Reddit is. Mm-hmm. Like I hate Reddit because the people in it are half the time they're giant dicks. Yeah, they're protective peon tree dicks, but they always have great conversation. And that's what they've cultivated. They've cultivated that. They've worked hard to shun away a shallow conversation. But you know, they're first on a lot of things. But I think Discord can be that. But we've I truly do. I think it's a live version. It's a live chat version of Reddit. We're at the end of our show. We still got 60 people watching at the very end. I'm telling you, man, we have the best Panther fans in, in, the, in this chat room every single night listening to us on Spotify, however you listen to this, man. And we're growing, man. The amount of new faces that we see uh, in this chat room every Tuesday night is incredible, man. So many new faces uh, liking what we're doing. Hey, man, it's never been a better time to be a follower of the C3 podcast, All right. baby. Well, take us out of here. Uh, 252-228-5098. What do they need to do, Cody? You need to hit the like button. Get them mm-hmm. likes up so we're seen by more Panther fans. Hit the subscribe button. We're on the road to 2,000 subscribers. We are almost there. Share us with all your Panther friends and family. Uh, get the content out there. And hit the notification bell for whenever we go live to make sure you're up to date on all this content that we're putting out. I think that's about it for tonight, boys. Get us out of here. Get us out of here. Keep pounding.
She pounded. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.